And that largely brings us to exactly where we had left off. Uh, at the end of our previous adventures last week, we were... Let me make sure this works because it was giving me issues earlier. Good. We were here. We had just defeated the mercenaries of the Bloody Blades Company and their leader, Beetle, in what might actually be described in history as the most over-the-top spectacular <laughs> this Sunday night WWE <laughs> pay-per-view <laughs> fashion ever. The folding chair. <laughs> the only way it could have been more comparable is if you had smashed through the roof holding a folding chair. <laughs> But we stopped almost immediately after sending Tyrannus off. We tried not to simply slay all of these mercenaries. We, we did our best. It was obviously difficult. We were greatly outnumbered, uh, near two to one. And to defend ourselves and, well, to survive, we had to do what we had to do. We ended up managing to convince about half of them to surrender, either by words or blunt-fisted force. Point is, though, someone needed to deal with what was left. Their leader, Beetle, was unconscious. Uh, two more, two more with her, and another one of the mercenaries was still fully up and aware and had simply surrendered. Because he was smart. That was the one that surrendered at a pure ineptitude. Well, I don't know if it was ineptitude so much as really realizing that she was completely <laughs> outmatched. And uh, after Dalren had climbed up into her tree stand and thrown all of her friends on the ground, defeated all of her, yeah, defeated her entire group of allies in a one v three encounter. <laughs> she took a cursory swipe and said, "You know what? I'm not beating him. I'm just not resorting to him. Really, it's just a wise choice. It's, it's uh, not even ineptitude so much as it is just." Like, the only real tactical <laughs> answer at that point. Point is, Tyrannus volunteered to take the rest of these captives back to town. For a combination of reasons. That, well, somebody needed to do it. Oh, he's raging. Somebody, <laughs> somebody needed to do it, and time was of the essence here. We, don't, we still don't know what was uh, the necromancer who triggered the wards back under Hell Knight Hill. We still don't know what she's after, and she's had enough of a head start. And Tyrannus is understood with his Hell Knight upbringing, his willingness to adhere to law and order, that he was not going to be an objective judge, as the Order of the Nail would have wanted were he to come face to face with Vaz. So decided to accuse himself by handling the captives. Mm. So you had all gathered in this small wooden barrack, uh, a simple shack, barely ten feet across, uh, that you'd all entered where you had fought Beetle originally. Its doorway, now bloodied and stained from the battle, and the roof above it, now very much crashed through, thanks to, uh, again, some high-flying expertise from our elven barbarian. <laughs> I predicted the exact place! <laughs> but as you come together... Both to heal, and uh, very briefly we had done that. I believe Buford had used his divine magic to lay on hands Asphys a bit. But everyone still has some injuries. Also to look through what you had taken from Beetle. As obviously you're not going to send Tyrannus to escort four people who are all fully armed and armored. Especially Beetle, who was very skilled and confident. So she has no weapons and armor. But bonus, her weapons and armor appear to be enchanted. Mm -hmm. And as you gather here... 
And today's story begins in this barrack. What were we doing? What was our plan? I mean, I'm pretty sure I know what you're doing. A couple of things to identify. Yeah. So what, uh, as you start trying to look through the weapons and armor of Beetle, how about the rest of you? I know you can do this relatively quickly now, but... Yeah, that's fine. Well, I have three new patients that I'm going to be sitting down and tending to. So you've got this fantastic setup here with no real threat and a, a place to use as a decent ward. You've become very skilled in your medicine and your ability to treat wounds, and no one is severely injured enough that they're on the cusp of death or anything. You yeah, can just bounce back and forth. Fully capable of tending to multiple people <clears throat> simultaneously. Just one of the many things we may have picked up here in the, our recent growth uh, of our adventuring life, our increase in skill, as we are all now level four. Yep. You're going to treat the other three, all three of you? Mm-hmm. Okay. So while you do that, is it one medicine check for everyone, I assume? I believe so, yes. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure about, I'm going to say it is, about everything in second edition is one check for everything. So maybe your medicine check, you can try to use trained or expert. How hurt does everyone look? I'm not. Not, not, I not think very. Not very. Just trained. Yeah, this is the surface <laughs> levels. Treating pains and injuries. <laughs> that's a critical success. That's a 19 on the die plus 12. Okay, so then everyone, you're going to restore 48 health to all three of them over so the I next 10 minutes. I am fully healed so if you yeah, rolled I'm, all one. So I'm sure everyone is largely going to be okay. <laughs> Meanwhile. Right. Back at the bridge. As you, as he's setting this up and setting everyone down. 19. Yeah, we're, we're, we're good. We're good. You've become a truly skilled medic. <laughs> Seren Ray's magic is just gravy at this point. You can yep. work similar miracles with your bare hands. Uh, I'm assuming you're using Arcana. What is your modifier? Uh, it is plus nine. Plus nine? We drop die. So starting with her weapon, which Buford certainly tasted the bite of. Looking at it here and trying to draw out the magic, you can certainly identify two of these small red auras of evocation uh, with a bit of Rear's help from his read aura. Uh, you can tell that her rapier has two different runes set into it. Uh, one of them is another one of the lesser, lesser potency runes, which at this point you've come across quite a few from the Hell Knight's Crypt and one from Salsar Todd. The other seems to be a bit more powerful, but you can't actually suss out exactly what it does. So let me extrapolate a little bit on second edition runes, because this is a bit new. Uh, once a weapon or a piece of armor has what's called a fundamental rune, which is the potency, that's your, your plus one, your baseline rune, it's able to take a second property rune. And these property runes are things from uh, first edition like flaming or frost, keen, dancing, any of those kind of uh, secondary effects. They can't, just like in first edition, they can't be added to a non-magical weapon. And in this, they can't be added to a weapon that does not already possess fundamental runes. And a weapon can only have as many property runes as it has fundamental runes. So you couldn't have a frost and flaming lesser potency weapon. That said, this second rune could functionally be anything, really. But you can tell it is fairly powerful. Uh, as far as the armor, taking a look at that, uh, you would be able to see that there is a lesser potency rune embedded up in the center back of her uh, leather cuirass as well. 
I don't believe we've come across an armor potency rune before. I don't think so. It is also very, it's very similar in concept. It is the basic plus one. This rune just increases the AC benefit of the armor by one point. Dalrin, you're going to be interested in this. Oh. This is some magical armor, and it's definitely better than what you're wearing. I mean, I know what you're wearing means a lot to you, but this will sure protect you better. Well, certainly that rune could be applied anywhere, but uh, hmm, let me take a look at this. Um, I, uh, is it a studded leather or is it a normal leather? It is normal leather. Okay. So the good news is that Beetle being a hobgoblin is not particularly small, and while it's a little awkward to kind of fit into you, you do feel like you, you could wear this armor perfectly fine. There's no real problem sizing-wise. It's just, again, a little strange. Not exactly built for your elven friend. Yeah, it, it probably would actually work a bit better if uh, I wound up just simply, uh, well, once we get back to town, I could simply move this rune onto another suit of armor. Sure. Uh, it's as certainly it is. a lot lighter than what you normally wear. Yes, that's for sure. Um, in, in the meantime, I suppose uh, we can simply hold on to this. Okay. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. Um, that was that was the two magical things. It was okay. wasn't the beat stick. Didn't have, yeah, that I thought something? the beat stick it was, was like something. A club. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. The club you got from the chest, right? The the capped club. Um, looking this over and drawing out again a minor R of evocation, uh, you recognize pretty quickly what this is. And uh, I guess just with a little smirk, you remove the cap to see a flame grow to life on the top of this ever burning torch. Ooh. It is about the simplest of magical conveniences. A torch that never actually goes out. Nothing can extinguish this fire, and it can simply be capped or shaded, so you don't have to worry about burning anything. But for all intents and purposes, is a torch. Buddy, buddy, this is actually maybe useful for you if you were to get separated from one of us, or you wanted something on it, or you were to kind of go off on your own for a minute. I'd take a pretty cool beat stick. A beat stick that. I mean, you can also hit people with it. There's no rules that say you can't. In fact, the opposite. There's no downside to it, as far as I'm concerned. And ever burning torch, it's it's just light, right? Or is it actually okay? You couldn't figure out what that second rune was, could you? No, I just know it's very powerful. Um, Honestly, I think the reason I'm I just wasn't looking for something like this. This is beyond what I thought she'd have. I suppose I could take a look at it. It'll take a moment, but... So after ten minutes here and everyone being patched up to absolute tip-top shape here from Rur's expert treatment, I'm assuming you're going to use religion? Yeah, What's plus ten. Plus ten. Ooh, boy, look at this expert over here. Thinking he's cool. We're level four. We have modifiers now. <laughs> uh, with a plus ten, you would absolutely be able to identify this is not a property rune. This is actually a second fundamental rune, more powerful than the first. Uh, the first lesser potency rune that you've seen so many of is almost a divinative effect. It's just a mild warding over the weapon that helps it to strike true, helps guide your hand. Uh, it's it's used uh, many places you would know by nobility to train their children because it makes their aim more true, but doesn't make the weapon any more intrinsically deadly. This second rune does that. This rune is one of strength, one of power, and its effect is to make the rapier that she will uh, that she bore massively deadlier, not more accurate. This is a lesser striking rune. So this does a lot of the hurts. 
This is why that little stab wound that you took was a big stab wound. Was a big stab wound. (laughs) (laughs) This makes the little hurt the big hurt. The big hurt. (laughs) Let me break it down for you. This would be extremely useful for all of you. Well, don't we want to be giving these things to Espes? Oh, certainly that rune would be possible to transfer it. It would take, again, uh, quite a bit of time. I'm not sure if we want to camp out here all day. I have my, I have some tools with me, but... Uh, yeah, we may want to wait till we get we back to town. We should probably wait. It would take you a day of effort, and I mean, Tyrannus has taken your captives for now, too, but accelerate this whole process because we don't have the luxury of that time, really. Mm-hmm. Although, buddy, if you want to simply keep this on your hip in case you did need to pull something aside from your hammer. It could yeah. be useful in the It is a term. plus one striking rapier. I mean, it can't hurt. It's, it I is... Don't, I don't thought you just regard- said it could. Well, definitely, okay. Actually, <laughs> <fair>. but, uh, <laughs> Actually, if you don't mind, um, maybe I could hold on to it. I don't have much at my hip besides my quivers yeah, That's and a, a great dagger. idea, you know? Yeah. In case uh, there's more frogs in there, it could be quite now, useful. This is the pointy end. So this... You hold it from the other end, and you just go like, bam, bam. It's like the good old one, too, but you have a sword in your hand now. Mm. Or rapier, as they're called. Big old needle. You get that, or are you just looking at me? I can't tell if you understand or not. So give me a nod if you understood. Good. Okay. <laughs> so the good news for you, Esmus, uh, because you have so much dexterity as a rapier, is a spectacular sidearm, because it is a finesse weapon, which means you can use your dex to hit instead of your strength. Okay. Now, Dalrin, um, yeah, my shield is a little bit twangy here. There's like a little piece coming off. You, you don't mind looking this over here? While oh, not I, at all. Uh, uh, let me take a look at it here. So uh, while, while this is while uh, Rur mm-hmm. is kind of identifying yeah. this rune, you try to patch up Buford's shield. See what I can do for it here. Uh, that's uh, 23. And uh, with that, as you work on his shield, which you've done before, because mm-hmm. it's not the first time that his shield's gotten a little bit banged up. Gets, it gets, that happens to it. You notice something almost a little interesting as you try to hammer it back into its original shape, mm-hmm. uh, trying to bring away some of the marring that Beetle's weapons had done. Your strikes on your little portable anvil here, every hit seems to draw it much further back to its true shape than it really should. Uh, as if some kind of magic or force inside of the shield itself is guiding you or assisting you here. You still have to put in the work, certainly, but it's significantly easier and much less of it than you would imagine. Uh, it's easily going to repair your shield uh, back to full because it is still just a regular steel shield, right? Um, I don't suppose there's anything I can do to try to figure it out while I'm looking at it, see what's, where it's coming from. At the moment, it's not a, it's not severe enough of an effect that you can really even be positive there is anything to it. And uh, as Resme and Rur have been on the lookout for magics that could assist you, uh, you know you would know neither of them have registered the shield as magical. It does seem to be entirely mundane, but hmm. still, it seems it's as if Torig is guiding your hand. Well, either that or <laughs> I've just gotten really good at preparing this really specific <laughs> shield. He you knows, have done it several times now. He knows the ins and outs of the shield. You've attuned yourself to this particular steel rectangle. That's it. That makes sense. No, no, it's 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 post rage potency. After right after you rage now, when you when you hammer the shield back into place, you're just a little bit better at it. Just beat just... out all of your hate. <laughs> ah, well, here That's we are. That's what the enemies are for. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, client, kindly. Oh, no, you seem to be getting pretty good at it, actually. Sure do. That was real quick. So, I don't know about you all, but since 
she told us to go one way and we know she was lying, I vote for going the other way. Oh, yes, of course. Absolutely. She's terribly untrustworthy. <laughs> she so, lied through her teeth every chance she got. Wasn't particularly good at it, really. Just trying, I mean, lying is clearly less practice to her than general murder and sword players. She was a whole lot better at that. But as you wrap up your projects here, your identification and all that, uh, there is a back door to this hovel yeah. leading outside. And from here, from much closer, it's much more clear to see the cave entrance that Beetle had been speaking of. From a distance, uh, the rocks here wove and rolled their way upward into a sheer bluff over a matter of just feet and inches uh, before becoming a stony cliff face that didn't seem to give way to anything surrounded by the forest on either side around this encampment. But from this distance, you can see there is certainly something more in there. Where mossy vines and growing ivy wrap their way around the base of this bluff, directly in front of this door, there is a chasm that opens up in the stone. Hidden behind this vegetation and behind the shack that you use to rest, uh, making it near invisible from a distance, but almost just obvious from here. Uh, everything sheeting over the entrance makes it pretty clear that it's going to be fairly dark inside, despite the bright afternoon sun gleaming down into this, out this clearing from here. Mm. Uh, I'll I guess it's a good light. thing we just got a fancy torch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll also cast light on a Dolan shield. Perfect. Um, glove. Glove, sorry. Oh, and he got a shield. <laughs> Wishful thinking. Typical light sources. So I'll go ahead and shift our view forward here. And uh, move yourselves up as you please. But the cave entrance is right here, and it is a uh, it is relatively small. A bit of a narrow squeeze. feet behind the area. Yeah, a bit of a squeeze. It'll be difficult to really... And you can range yourselves like in the, up to the actual cave entrance how you can enter. Yeah, fine. I'll be going first then. Absolutely. Uh, and are you going to be bearing a torch as well, Beaverd? Uh, yeah, I'll take out the nifty torch we got. That's your fancy ever-burning torch. Oh, looking cool. Put you in the front. And we've got our nice little conga line. Shall we do this quietly? I'm always quiet. Mm. Clank, I'm clank, always clank. quiet. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> I like quiet. Uh, possibly, although uh, I doubt there's anything immediately through here, or they would have come to the aid of their guards outside, I would have thought. So as you make your way into this cavernous entrance, past this initial narrow gap, it does open up uh, quite hugely, actually, spanning an area significantly larger than the barrack you just left. Hmm. Uh, your light showing you two winding passages, one to your right and one to your left, traveling deeper into the Five Kings Mountains here. There's a thin layer of dirt strewn about the floor here, soaked muddy around the entrance by moisture and disturbed clearly by the passage of feet that have worn through here numerous times. Hmm. Well. So as we enter the cave, what are we all doing? Seeking. There's traps. Detecting magic. It's very obvious she's got traps for us. Like. <laughs> you've, you've experienced her shop. This is, 
the shop almost murdered Dalren. We don't want to, <laughs> yeah, we, we got to keep our eyes open. Mm-hmm. So Rur, very alert. Esphus. Mm, this time, I will, I will also be, I'll be searching. Okay. Searching as well. Two eyes, or two sets of eyes, certainly better than one. Buddy at the front. Got my shield up. Shield raised. Torch in his other hand. For the ready <laughs> ready to take the trap to the shield. <laughs> yep. Uh, Dalren. Um, Dalren will actually be recalling knowledge. Okay. So you're trying to uh, think on your on your way through here, looking for anything of interest, trying because you still really have no idea what Vaz is doing or what she's after, mm. why she's here. Exactly. And uh, Resume with her detecting magic, uh, trying to find any source or any sign of presence of spells or traps of the magical sword or anything else of interest. So this cave opens up not just wide before you, also arching overhead about 15 feet, nearly would have reached the base of the tree stands. Uh, a huge gaping cavern hmm. by all merits. And uh, while you're recalling, I'll give you a survival check to uh, just uh, to May check I these use tracks here. Nature. No. Okay, let me see how survival gets. Woo, that's a 15. With a 15, uh, you can certainly tell that uh, though these tracks kind of lose their form once they've left the mud and grime around the entrance and mm-hmm. become much lighter through the light dirt, uh, it's still fairly plainly visible that it looks like it was a single track coming and going. But several more tracks that are originally entered initially. They also quite clearly wind their way to the right, towards the southern cavern. Yes, uh, we already knew that because we're not listening to Beetle. So, (laughs) because she is a liar, so she is a huge dirty liar. Left is for liar. So. Uh, it, it seems as though there were there's several different types of tracks here. It's not my expertise, but uh, it's fairly obvious that there were more that came in than are coming out. So we may have some more company than simply just, well, if Vaz is here. Well, it couldn't have been too easy. We wouldn't want that. So as the group of you, who I am going to, for convenience, once again, pile into the Grand Nugget, largely, mm. I guess not. As the, as I mean, the group you know of the you, order that we're in. Yeah, move your way down into this southern passageway, uh, you can see it rather abruptly and immediately winds to the left out of view. Buford in the front would be the first to come around and see the sight of a skeleton standing there at arms in armor, waiting around the corner in this larger chamber. A rusted scimitar in hand, and a, a fairly surprisingly well-maintained iron kite shield bore on its other arm. Hmm. As it stands there, you see it, it plainly sees you. There's no secrets here. But it doesn't move to attack at all. It simply stands there, waiting. Looking at you through empty, scold eyes. Howdy. You just hear there's, the echo of howdy through the cave. <laughs> there's a skeleton around this corner, and he's looking at me funny. Has he attacked you yet? Nope, he's just looking at me funny. Hmm. And as you can see also, as you start to enter here, as a skeleton captures your gaze immediately, 
There's no making no threat. You can become a little confused looking around. You can see a pile of crates and barrels against the far wall of the cave here. Stacks of goods strewn about with books and papers atop them. And even the corner of a bedroll laying on the floor just out of view. I'm not here to steal your goods or anything, Mr. Skeleton. Uh... And you hear a braying sound. Oh my dogs. god, is that blue bloom? Followed, followed my immediately boy. <laughs> by a voice that you definitely recognize as Voz. Buford? Voz, we've been looking for you everywhere, you know? I am certainly glad to hear Blue Brand, you know? He's he's real good blue, and I'm glad he's helped out. And I just like go marching in. And uh, <laughs> you just... Head into the room here uh, to see a chamber much smaller than the entryway, but still of, well, relatively decent size, all things considered. Uh, this chamber is packed with Vaz's errant belongings and goods, as well as the bedroll and a small pile of mostly burnt wood on the floor, where you can see she had clearly uh, been making camp. The one skeleton across the room kind of follows you with its skull as you enter and you can see another pair of them similarly armed and geared standing in front of a very confused Vaslerin. <laughs> ah. what on earth are you doing here i could ask you the same question ma'am <laughs> uh, yes indeed Vaz. Uh... and as the rest of you kind of filter into the cavern Dolren. Resume. Hello. Did you follow me out here? Well, we actually came to uh, investigate uh, this area here, but uh, certainly uh, the uh, ruffians outside uh, decided to cause us some problems. Uh, are you aware that they're uh, banditing the North Road? There was a call for heroes put out to them. They've caused quite a bit of trouble, although it seems they've caused you no trouble. Well, no trouble, perhaps an understatement. My personal well-being, no, but certainly my purse. I paid them off well enough, and they let me be, but they wouldn't take less than about everything I had with me. Well, Voss, uh, not to be, like, intrusive or nothing, but skeleton gives, uh, skeletons give Esvis uh, the heebie-jeebies. Is there any way for we could move them away from him. And he that's looks... the only place, like, <laughs> as you come into this cavern, it's not large enough. If you were to, to enter here to see Vaz, there's nowhere you can stand that's out of arm's reach of one of these skeletons. They are... Vaz is in the back corner, just around one more corner, with two of them standing in front of her, both just blades at their sides, listless near still, and the other one on the far side of the chamber. You have to walk just past him to even enter. I'm, I'm not going to enter. The moment that I can peek around the corner to see that there are skeletons, I'm going to just stop perceiving and I'm going to stealth. Okay. And so you'll just... You can hear this conversation not ten feet away from you around the corner, but you don't follow around the corner yourself. No. You hide and wait. That's... I definitely have my holy symbol in my hands, just in case. Yeah. Do I sense magic? Uh, I mean, you would 
if you were still casting detect magic in her face, which is like a spell that you are repeatedly casting, if you continue doing that while they're talking, no, no, just once, just once when we walk into the yeah, room, do I sense? Yeah, with, with, with the, as you enter the room, you cast it one more time. Uh, Vaz wouldn't really respond. I mean, you can detect that Vaz definitely has several magical R's on her person. Um, she, uh, the spell itself, uh, immediately releases a blue shimmer of a faint sheen of magic covering all of her exposed skin, uh, as well as several smaller signatures across her person, a dagger she has at her hip, uh, several other things tucked away around in her pouch. And she's came with what she has, and that appears to be quite a decent amount of magic, actually. And before we go any further here, Link 1429. Oh, gosh. Giving Buddy, oh, ye of little faith. Yeah, I, first, I was for sure that it was going to be a villain point. His almost ubiquitously are. Almost but this always. time, giving Buddy a pity hero point. Aww. <laughs> After what she had to endure on our Monday show. Stop rolling like crap. Well, yeah, that's true. Thank you. <laughs> that was pretty horrific. He felt so bad about the other campaign that he's giving you a hero point here. Wow. Now that's you can bad. just roll more ones. Yeah, I but, rolled uh, a pretty... pretty yeah, you were not... It was you three that have met with Vaz in the generals in quarters and bits in the general store. You weren't there for there. that. Neither were you. Espes, uh, have you ever even met Vaz before? Do you even know this lady? No. Uh, uh, never stopped to speak with her on my patrols and had no dealings with her whatsoever. I don't know if my family has, but I personally have not. What about you, Rare? I would have talked to her. I mean, she runs the bookstore. Yeah, you'd recognize I you were her. Friends. Yeah, I'd like I, I would know her. Oh, so you you do you do? Know I just wasn't there so for there her. This would be the first time you've seen her since the, the call for heroes, basically. But as you all enter and resume casting the detect magic, and uh, she kind of winces a bit as this sheen flares across her face. She looks across this fairly dull cavern, uh, her own torch set into a sconce on the wall behind her, giving this room some amount of light. I... All right. I can only imagine that for whatever reason I would like to hope to believe wasn't seeking plunder... You've been to my shop. Well, we were a bit concerned when uh, we uh, heard from Nell that the uh, person who had been using her secret passage to gain access to the vaults was you. It's... You apparently stirred up quite a bit of trouble down there. But I can understand if that was just a mistake, because, I mean... Who's gonna know anything about those necromantic wards? We had we had our hands full dealing with those. Certainly not me, that much is certain. See, she didn't know I what she no was doing. I had no idea what to expect down here, but I mean, Resme Dalren, you've long known I have some way with magic. Just and she gestures to the pair of skeletons in front of her. Perhaps, admittedly, not the full extent of it. You hmm. understand how this is frowned upon. It's not exactly something you can be very public about, but it is definitely frowned upon. And I, I do have to say, after coming out here, the worst of my fears appear to be true. And Rur, I would certainly understand your religious objections to this practice, but 
These are no random bones. I don't simply exhume graves and revive them to do my bidding. These were old friends. Old friends of mine who only had one way they could really help me on my way. Family, even. And does your family and friends consent to this treatment? Our customs are somewhat different from those of Breedchill. I would hope, Dalren, that you of all would understand such practices, such magic, such value is not frowned upon across all of the inner seas. I have no particular objection to necromancy. It's magic just like anything else, if you understand it. Well, more importantly, I think, um, we're, let's, let us perhaps take time to address the objections that we do have. Uh, certainly, if you could talk to us about Calmont, and um, it, it doesn't appear as though he acted uh, as an agent of yours in the trouble he caused, but perhaps uh, you had heard that he's no longer in custody? I'm just marking her as prey. You can't see her from there. I, I can't pick around the corner from hiding or... or... Well, the, basically, the, the tunnel here, and I'll go ahead and uh, switch over to the map for a brief It's like an S. For, uh, oh, okay. It, yes, the, okay. Uh, the tunnel itself is uh, a winding S bend. Oh, so okay. if you're going you to hide back around the corner before the skeletons have seen you, you're in one full bend away from being in view of Vaz. Okay, but you I can could still mark hear. this skeleton. You c can you mark her if you can hear her? You don't need line of No, I do that? need to see her if I okay. in, in order to mark her. You but... can certainly hear her from here because you're you're not very far from the conversation. Okay. But you are not in line of sight of it. Okay, then can I check and see if she's lying? Like if she's trying to how she's explaining this or not or uh yeah, you can absolutely make a perception check. Would the um because this is based on hear it is it based on hearing in this case? It is based it is based entirely on hearing. I would say normally without being able to see her face and really read her, you'd have a penalty to this, but because of your whisper elf bonus, you can I'll just let you roll a flat perception, even though you can only hear her. Okay. A uh, total of 20. With a 20, you haven't picked up on any kind of tells. Uh, Vaz's voice isn't really shaking or quivering. There don't seem to be any giveaways or change in the nuance of how she speaks. There's no audible signs you can pick up on that she's just stringing everybody along. She seems to be telling the truth here. Okay. But as she responds to Dolren now, I know, well... Very little, unfortunately, of what Kalmont's actions, what ends he's been led to, or how they even began. But, truthfully, the fault does lay somewhat with me. Not directly, I didn't set him on this path, but I can only imagine that he made his way to the town hall and up to Hell Knight Hill for similar reasons to I, and similar reasons that you have now found me here. I believe he just stumbled upon my research. Hmm. And possibly, beyond that, the correspondence that led to it. What correspondence uh, is that? I've... And she really kind of squints her eyes together and pulls her face back like she's almost pained. I've been put 
in a very difficult position, Resume. I'm watching her body language really closely. That's going to make me a perception check for you as well. Okay. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to hand you that before this even begins. Go ahead and take this session roll. Do better. Oh, hey. There we go. Uh, that's going to be a 26. Uh, with a 26, she does shudder a bit. You can see a, a bit of fear, actually, coming through her. But you do get a, a little bit of an odd feeling about it. She definitely is growing rapidly more worried as this conversation progresses, but you can't pick up on exactly what. But it does seem to be legitimate concern. Have you heard of a group called the Scarlet Triad? Have I heard of a group called the Scarlet Triad? Any of you. Have, have we? Uh, you would not have. There's, there's no, like, no, unless any of you are, like, masters or legendary in society, there's no way you could possibly. And with just, like, the kind of blankness on your faces, shrugs, shaking heads, neither had I. And I don't know what it is they want or what they're capable of. You, Ashbloom, you know that Lactusk in the Archive has been working on updating the archives, the history of Breachill, really. Of some interest, I began to look through it, and I found, well, I could say discrepancies. I know what is written, and I know what is common knowledge, but it seems there is much more to that. And that line of research led me to something that, that, that I'll set as ring, resume, that we'd spoken of briefly. I began to look into it. I unearthed some records of it in ancient Hell Knight texts when it originally founded the Citadel Altarian. I believe it not only to be the reason the Order of the Nail had constructed their primary fortress here, but also the reason that this Lamond breached and... Did you went to my shop? Have you read... How much do you know? How much need I explain? Well, I certainly caught your uh, rather unscholarly commentary uh, on the... Uh... I found it amusing at the time. You can understand how ridiculous this town's beliefs are. Uh, certainly rather suspect. Uh... Buford kind of looking around like, eh. You see uh, Blue, <laughs> your, your donkey, is just tied to a python jammed into the wall to your left here, kind of by the crates, and he's just sitting there kind of pawing he's bored. a little at the <laughs> ground incessantly. He seems to be perfectly fine, but he's tied up in a cave and he's bored. And uh, and he sees you now, and he's kind of like stretching out his neck. He knows he can't really move from where he is, but he's just stretching out his oh, neck Oh, man, you. Blue, it's been a while. It's been like he's, two days, so... I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go jauntily walk over to Blue. Man, you look good. Man, you've been taking great care of this so donkey. You kind of have that? to move past the skeletons to get to him, but the skeleton does not move at all as you approach. It just turns its skull to look at you. And Vaz raises her hand, and with a motion, as she moves her hand back, the skeleton steps back out of your path. Mm. 
She just shakes her head. Regardless. Did you brush his hair? You know, I don't think he's had his brush, hairbrush in a long time. He looks great, ma'am. You should perhaps take better care of your stock. Regardless. Well, his hair was fine. This, <laughs> this ring, whatever it is, I have made a mistake in this research. I reached out to Absalom, to Casimir, to Opara, uh, even to the capitals of Cheliax and the major houses that rule therein, trying to find more of this information. Mm. And whoever this Scarlet Triad is, whatever this group, they took notice. I'm in a bind. And perhaps, perhaps I was wrong not to seek your help earlier. If you, by the sounds of what I heard, murdered an entire mercenary company outside this very cave. The self-defense, please. I understand. I know full well how they operate. But perhaps it is your help that I need. And, uh... She moves out a little bit from behind these skeletons, and you can see that her robes, the lower left side of it, are shredded and torn, and some soaked with blood down her left leg. I am one woman. I have some magic, yes, but... These caves, this passage behind me, I believe it leads to this Alceta's ring. But... Powerful creatures reside on the path, and just numerous monsters lurking throughout these caves. I don't know if they collect down, connect down to the Darklands, or if this is just latent goblin leftovers. I don't know what to make of it, but massive insects and spiders, creatures of all denominations, and I can only fight so well. I run a bookstore. For Abadar's sake. A very well-protected bookstore. Um, you're going to hear a mess. You only are going to hear a message in your head. So, casting message is a spell. It, uh, it's, I didn't think it was... Um, it has a verbal component, so oh, you I cast, didn't... like, message a day. No, oh, I didn't know it had a verbal component. Yeah, it, uh, How does the universe deliver we, my words? We actually had exactly the same, yeah. conver- we had this exact same right. conversation yeah. on the last episode of my other campaign, because yeah. this also came up. All right, um, not going to do it yeah, then. It is, it is not a speak candidly, stealthily, and social situation spell. It is a communicate over long distance. It has uh, all the other applications of it, but it's not It's not secret message. It's long distance whispered message. Isn't like, a secret message a different spell? There is probably a spell that does that. There is. But it is a, yeah, that's not That's not a message. So, uh, you could do the elbow. I mean, you could eyes. elbow. You are literally standing next to each other. You could um, just elbow and then leave over and whisper y- something. Obviously, she's going to see it. But. You, will, you will notice that if you look at her, you will notice that Resme remains very tense and on guard, and she has not relaxed her posture at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. I... I don't think... I can make this by myself. This Scarlet Triad, they've not just threatened me, or my business, or even just Breach Hill. I don't know how much they're truly capable of, but 
based on their finding me and their communications, it's not a risk I'm willing to take. Well, if I can't give them a path to Ulcida's ring, everyone that we know may suffer. Is that Certainly true? They, they seem to, uh, you, you seem perception. to put a great deal of faith in the, uh, the power and ability of this group that you know absolutely nothing about. Uh, 16. Uh, 16 and 12. With a 12, uh, both of you, she seems like her, her eyes widen as she talks. Trans- almost kind of transitioning from this fear to realizing that she may actually have a chance with the four of you, as far as she can tell. Uh, just having randomly arrived here, she seems truly afraid of this Scarlet Triad. And she shakes her head. I know only what they have deigned fit to show me, to cow my obedience, to force me on this path. Do you think I would simply leave my bookstore behind for errant threats from madmen over post? One of them arrived in my shop No means of access, I understand. Magic, surely, but he simply appeared in my room as I slept and delivered his message at a sword's point. This, this is no passing trifle. I don't know what they want with this ring, but I, it's far enough removed from the town that even were they to use it for whatever their purposes, surely the town's proximity would only aid them. It would be in their interest to leave it intact and unbothered. Um, Resme will look at her and she'll say, do you know what my goddess is? I know little. I... I know it's one of the ancient elven gods, and while I was seeking up the, searching up the ring, I did some research, of course, trying to find what that may belie as to the purpose of Elsetta's ring itself, but it's an ancient elven pantheon, and there's little knowledge I could find stuck here in Breachill. Um, I'm gonna watch her face really carefully when I say this. It is a ring of teleportation. There are supposedly many rings like this throughout the world, and supposedly, although granted I thought it was a myth or some child's story, they can take you anywhere. Instantly. I had gathered it had some purpose in teleportation, but I... Clearly this is already a power that the Scarlet Triad possesses. There... There must be something more to it. It must have some further latent power. But it doesn't matter now. I can give the Triad a route to Alcetta's ring, or they can have their way with our town and our friends, and our families even. And perhaps if you're successful, you will join their ranks. And she'll watch her face again. And she looks at you, like almost bewildered for a moment. Do you think I cave to this for personal gain? That I've given up everything I've spent my life building in this town 
to die in a cave in the woods for the chance it... What exactly? That's a very good question. What exactly? Regardless, Vaz, um, I, I, I do terribly apologize for pressing this matter, uh, but we do need to know a bit uh, about um, Kalmont's jailbreak, if you had anything to do with it. Oh yeah, that Find was them. real uh, uh, concerning. If you wish to speak candidly, we will. And I don't know if we'll all come to regret this, but clearly this triad, they want secrecy for whatever reason. They know of Alceta's ring, but in all my efforts to find more about it, it seems they are among the only ones who do. There is very little information available about whatever this is. And the triad wants to keep it that way. They found out about the call for heroes and what had happened with Kalmont, and that he seemingly had gotten his hands on my information. So if I am you... to take some blame for Kalmont's actions, I suppose that in leading the triad to him, I am to take the full blame for his demise, but... Well, I'm more concerned about the jail guard that was sucked dry. Was that you? I hadn't heard there were more... I had nothing to do with this jailbreak. The triad was tying loose ends here. Kalmont mm. is... Most likely dead. Almost certainly. Look, Buford. Yes, sir? I... I don't know much of your faith of Iomadai, but this this chance at a town's salvation here. You and your family and everyone you know who survive for simple information, for access to a relic that none of us would even understand. Is this not something that Iomadai herself would stand for, would abide by? Redemption and salvation of an entire town of people. Innocence who know nothing of whatever is happening here behind the scenes. Trust me, if I could go back in time and forget ever having heard of this God's forsaken ring, I would make that choice, but I can't now. I want to, at this point, I will come in. Um, the sleeve of the, of the garb underneath and even the armor kind of moved out of the way to uh, when Esphus uh, comes in, rapier drawn, and down at, his, down at his side, but rapier drawn, and coming winding in so that he can look at Vaz, and on Esphus's arm, there is what looks like a, a brand, um, and it is the winding coil of Phrasma. And she looks at that, and her eyes widen a bit, and she looks up at you. Who the hell is this? How many people did you bring? I'd have to get the job done, you know. Mm, no you sense being underprepared. A friend of theirs, I assume. Um, from one elf to another, can elves see if they are staring at another forlorn? She's a half-elf. She's a half-elf. Uh, she's oh. a half-elf, okay. yeah. She is, like, kind of just barely a half-elf. Like, she's got, like, if you look at her, her portrait there even, she just has a little bit pointed ears. Okay. Like, she's like a three-quarters human half-elf. Okay. 
She's on the opposite side of the spectrum. Yeah, she's, she's not she's anti Resume. Ah, fair enough. Anti <laughs> Resume. So she's, she's most <laughs> certainly not a forlorn elf, no. Okay. So. I'm sure you would. But that also means your ineptitude will bring every death by your choice. Do you think I don't understand what my actions have wrought? That I have not spent countless sleepless nights trying to come to grips with what I may have unleashed upon everyone I know? And were it not me, clearly they had eyes on this Alcetta's ring. They had machinations for this beforehand. I simply, unfortunately, somehow happened to be the tipping point here. You think I wanted any of this? I think you're just disappointed that the consequences were negative. Oh, and to answer an earlier question, yes, these caves do go to the Darklands. And this is where, like, Esva's showing emotion of getting, of getting noticeably angry. I know, because I've walked them. Then, she puts her hands up, let us step this back slightly. You have traveled these caves. You know of their path and their dangers. What I have tried to face alone, fortunately so far not to my own death, but near it. The necessity of this necromancy, these creatures, for any chance not only for my me to succeed here, but for Breach Hill to survive. And she looks at your arm. I know what your people think of undead, and you as well, Ashbloom. Possibly the worst to have come upon this, but providence, maybe, as it seems I certainly can't make this alone. Now, are we going to leave this town to die or worse at the hands of this shadow group? This, tr this scarlet triad, whatever they are, or can you help me find Alcetta's ring? You said it yourself. They're just tying up loose ends, and these beings don't know that we know. So if you're the last end, then you can take your secrets with you when you walk the road alone. And, uh... She, with a quick motion, the skeletons in front of her raise their shields, but don't move forward. And, uh, you threaten me, elf. Buford, Dolren, Resme. I'm... I... Vaz, have I... no control over his religious beliefs. I know that he believes them, and they are ju as justified as any other. You've, uh, you certainly seem to feel that these, uh, I, su I suppose these, uh... These triads, uh, whomever they are, have at least uh, threatened the entire safety of the town. Um, however, no, I, I, it, if despite have... as how capable they are, they shouldn't be able to take out the entire town without some effort on their part. Uh, it, it seems that uh, such a grandiose threat is far better to oh, force you to do their bidding but as opposed to- But would you take this risk? Take the risk of I threaten to make the sky fall down on the town. Would you take this risk not simply for yourself, 
but for dozens, hundreds of innocent lives. Would you take that chance? Buford, well, would well, you? Well, you know, the town has a garden. They're real adept at their jobs. I do believe that you have been played into taking extreme measures for the goals of a shadow organization that boasts of power they do not possess. Well, you've seen what, they, what they've done with Kalmot and under the guard of the town and what had well, happened Well, it's not like they them. were expecting some guy to come in and be some kind of like demon voodoo man. If we were to inform the town of potential threats yeah, they'd and be to be prepared. on alert, they could not simply sneak in and kill who they please. I don't know about that. I mean, if they do have access to more of Alceta's magic, they might just be able to. It is, after all, she is, after all, the goddess of teleportation. And there are stories that my people tell which speak of such things. It is not completely outside the realm of possibility. Guards did not stop them from having their way with Kalmans, and guards did not stop them from teleporting into my bedchambers. This is beyond armed men with swords, Ashbloom. Surely it seems you like understand that. It could just A guard be one, was caught off guard. One guard, and it seems like one man got into your rooms, and I'm not saying we got into your house, but we may or may not have just walked right into your house. No, it's not just. That well, well, very good locks. It seems to me, though, as far as your crimes against the town are concerned, which is, I suppose, the area of closest civilization, which has jurisdiction in these matters, um, your only true crime uh, was sending letters inquiring about research, which drew unsavory attention. They forced uh, through threats and coercion, you to do something not entirely illicit. Uh, certainly telling them about Calmont could, in the eyes of a fairly uh, uncharitable judge, uh, make you complicit in his murder oh, and the right. murder of the guard. But I, I don't see that there's anything in particular, particularly criminal that you've done here. Uh, if Except my for friends... the necromancy. Oh, right. Uh, is such a thing criminal in... in I don't uh, think... It is not. It is not it like is not. illegal. No, it's not. Yeah. it's not. It's maybe some people consider it less appetizing than others, but there's nothing... Less appetizing? These were bodies laid to rest. They walked home, and she tore them from that. You know nothing of the pats these... Look... I need help. Rachel needs help. From what little I've heard from the town as I've tried to make progress here, you lot were the call for heroes. You wanted to lay your lives and your blades for the good of the town. This, this here now, this cave, behind me, and the beasts within. This is the help Breach Hill needs. So you think, I mean, I'm just not, re I'm not ready to cause your judgment here, you then know? Then what I is at the worst of it? We make our way there on the Scarlet Triad's empty threats, and we rediscover Alceta's ring. Well, I think that's good and dandy, but now that you have us here, you'd better lay these men to rest, or else we're not gonna help you. Hmm. If they're her family, if in her religious belief, she may not be doing anything wrong. Uh, I, I'm not one to 
denigrate someone else's culture just because it's not mine. This is the only protection I have. Well, now, now, Resme, it was the only protection you have. If you want protection from all of us, um, certainly you've done no, you've done no wrong as far as the laws of the town are concerned, but if you seek help from us, then certainly this is far too objectionable for us to agree. Dalren, if only I could see everything as simply as you do. No, I cannot. I. Well, then we won't be helping you, ma'am. I don't think you see understand what we're laying down here. We've got strong objections to you having these these uh, I skeletons. I understand this, and I also understand you seem to have strong objections to me doing what is best for the good of innocent lives in Breachill. This I understand is a strange circumstance, to be certain. We cannot put our full faith in each other, and truthfully, I don't expect any of you to. And she looks straight at Esphus as she says this. But these men have already saved my lives a dozen times over, and I can trust them fully and completely. Yeah, because they're your, yeah, they're your thing, but... You know, like, there. Do you want our help or not? Is kind of what we're saying here. Will you explain it to me, your tradition? Perhaps if they understand its purpose and history. Ah, uh, no, Resme. I don't think it will help. Uh, Esvis um, and Rur have very deep-seated objections here that a simple explanation uh, will certainly not sway. Um, you um, need not stomach this, Ashbloom, and whoever you are. But I understand your beliefs and their deep-running conflicts here. I cannot promise the Scarlet Triad will not find you as they did Kalmont in his protection, but you can leave. You can turn back. Well, now, see here. <laughs> There's You're Mars. getting the choices wrong here. The choices are we take you back or we help you out and you get tell these uh, skeletons to skedaddle. If your concern is of this triad, once you secure this route, how are you to deliver it to this triad? How are the Scarlet Triad supposed to gain this information? Surely you have a contact of some sort. A dead drop. I write them. The passage through Guardian's Way in these caverns is cleared, and I have confirmed it passes all the way to the ring, and I leave it where they have designated See, this is why I think this is just baloney. If they were all that powerful, they'd just walk in here themselves. If they had the ability to teleport all over the place, well, then they'd just teleport there. If they had the forces necessary to take over and destroy the entirety of the town, they would simply walk in and take this path as their own. Exactly. She now you did. Bigger temple, like a paint expression crossing your face here. Vols, we're not we're not against helping you, especially since it seems you've you're not a direct danger to the town, and you've broken no laws of the town. Certainly, there's nothing to be had from taking you into custody and bringing you back. As far as protecting the town from this threat, certainly we are, oh, amenable, you might say. All right, uh, but all right, can... I understand. <sighs> Perhaps I have misread you. It was your writings, your investigations, who spurred my interest in the town's history initially, so I thought perhaps between your attachments to the origins 
of Breacho, your worship of Alcida, and just, I don't know, an inherent sense of duty instilled upon Buford by Iomedai, that maybe you would assist me. Clearly, I was mistaken. Now, <laughs> boss, no need to be a dramatic elf. I know but how those go. I get the impression that you know more than you're letting on here. I don't know what that is, but if there is one power instilled in my instilled in me by the grace of Norgorb before you die, I'll know it. And she looks to Espis and pulls her hand back and starts to incant a spell as the skeletons lunge forward. Hmm. It seems Vaz's patience has run its course here. And we are going to roll. Why are you handing me all these hero points? Initiative. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I like that. I'll take that. That's not a one. Sorry. Did you roll two ones? Yes. yes. Wow, what a legend. That you are legendary. Certainly not the time to do that. Uh, to That's why I gave you both of my points. <laughs> uh, I will also be handing you my session reroll as well. Fair enough. Give me all of these coins here. Vaz and cans, then gets hit with a bag of coins in her face. <laughs> Starts hitting a spell just oh. <laughs> in her face. Oh, um, uh, as we start to go in, uh, if you're rolling, since we're rolling perception, uh, Esfis uh, very quickly puts uh, his free hand, puts uh, two fingers in his mouth and gives a shrill whistle. Uh, everyone gets plus one to their initiative. Perfect. Hey. For uh, scouts warning. Hey, hey. Value. Here are three skeletons. Ooh, Let minis. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Uh, oh, stop, stop. That might be copyrighted. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, arrange yourselves here. If you want to make any small adjustments to where you are, this is just where I'd place you as it seemed like because Buddy my last went over to blue in the corner there and you'd all come in. Yeah, to you speed. can just yeah. put me in one of I the... was right in front of her talking to her, so that's Yeah, I mean just she, where no I one could have really passed the skeletons here. I just placed you here as a general assumption of where everyone would have been. I can just go into one of either of the one of the squares, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's fine by me where I am. And as the fight breaks out here, the skeletons lurch forward and Vaz begins her spell. All four games with another hero point. Again, Bryn. <laughs> <laughs> Stack them up, Buford. Okay, so, uh, it's just a meme now. You were so incredibly wealthy <laughs> in hero points. You got to spend them someday. Don't go down, because you'll lose every one of them. And Buford. Initiative. Uh, uh, 16. Resume? 25. Sure. 18. Put a, if I learned anything, it's 16 and 18 to go a little lower than that. Dolren. Uh, 21. That's exactly why. And Espus. 29. Okay, cool. So I can still kind of fit you all through here. Okie dokie. And then all the enemies just over here. <laughs> that would be nice. Alright, Vaz. It's going to be resume 21? No, I think 25, yeah. Dolren 21. Yeah. Vaz, right. be right in here. Yeah, it's Resme and Esvis, to be fair, were the two that were the most on edge mm -hmm. heading into this. It only makes sense that you would react first as she begins her incantation, which is very clearly directed at Esvis. This way. And in the interest of 
you know, you guys surviving, I'll roll all the skeletons separately instead of just having a wad of all the skeletons <laughs> do stuff to you. That's very nice of you. Because that's generally a place you don't want to live, really. So going around from the one of the back of the cavern, reacting here, and then the one on Vaz's left, potatoing over here, and the one on Vaz's right. Where would you get? Eighteen. Yes, you win ties. We're gonna put him here. Hi. There we go. All right. Esvis, this is all that you wanted. <laughs> uh, first action, hunt prey. Shocker. Um, second, I'm going to attempt to stride. I know this is probably going to earn me getting beat up, but... Well, nobody has reactions yet. They haven't started, so... Yeah. Oh, okay. They don't right. get... They don't get reactions until... On your turn, you get three actions and a reaction, so nobody can, that hasn't gone can take them. Okay, so I will stride. One, two, three. I'm going to squeeze by Buddy here. Okay. Um, so moving... Yeah, moving back through this cave is it's fairly tight. You can you can do that. Uh, I just want to get within reach of, of Vaz. You have the rapier in your hand, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say with the squeezing past Buford and all the crates here, that's going to take you two strides. And what's your speed? 25? 30. 30? Elf. 30. Elf, right. Is that exactly enough? 20. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it to you, because even if I give you one of those tempo movements, it's exactly 30 to rush up next to Vaz past the skeletons. Okay. Um, that plus five feet for Elf really mm -hmm. comes in handy, surprisingly. It Don't it? And since she has my prey, I only get. I'm just gonna do the one attack. Okay. Since my other stuff is shooting, but I have the rapier in hand, so. Uh, 25 armor class. Uh, with a 25, as you rush forward, she quickly, reactively, turns and twists away from your rapier, but not quite enough, as it scrapes across this abjuration protecting her, but does dig deep as it does so. 2d6 is the weapon damage on a striking right here. It's just a regular hit? Just a regular hit. Do you add strength to melee weapons? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Is that uh, box cars I see? Uh, almost. Uh, 6 out of 5. Uh, that is uh, 12 points of damage. Pretty solid. Just that was a kind good of hit. Boop. And as you hit her, you see it scrape across, she steps back leaving almost what looks like a, uh, a corpse, a zombie, out of her that your rapier pierces through, blunting most of the strike, and it just barely catching across her shoulder. And that's the end of my turn. Resume. That is way creepier than mine. <laughs> well, that's because she's a necromancer, so. <laughs> um, so now we're going to get into, um, this is the first time I'm kind of thinking about using Dispel Magic. So she's... Ha can I dispel it before she finishes the casting? Or if I see her prepping it, can I use it? So she hasn't actually like oopsies, started properly casting yet. So there's nothing for you to dispel in an active uh, 
in an active sense. Well, yet. I can but also can... I can also dispel uh, get rid of magic item effects. Well, you could probably knock the knock the actual like spell buffs that she has up. She has some kind of effects up. Yeah, she clearly has some kind of like abjurations, and you know she has some magic on her protecting you. You can dispel that. You can't dispel the spell she's about to cast. I can't dispel that um, because yeah, that's, she hasn't that's cast it. She hasn't okay. cast it yet, and spells go off instantaneously. Instantaneously, okay. Um, okay, um, in that case, I will try to dispel, um, one of the objects with abjuration on it. Might as well weaken her defenses if we can. Okay, um, so... Alright, I have this written down, how this works. You can attempt to dispel... My mouse is dying. No, mouse! Um, you cannot dispel an attended magic item. So, the only thing you can okay. really to try to dispel is... Buffs. Like the, the buff she buff she has on her. Okay, then I'm not gonna worry about it. Alright, thanks. That was yeah. my first time thinking about it, so we're not gonna do I was that. trying to like brain through what you were what you were trying to do. Um so in that case, I will um turn on fleet step. Okay. Um and I'm going to move back um quite a bit. Um, into the behind the boxes towards back towards the tunnel. Okay, so you gotta. There's plenty of space here. I yeah, can, that's fine. Okay, like I can. It goes further. I can move the map and. No, no, that's go that's that. totally fine. Okay. That's about where I want to be. Um, and that's it. That's all I can do. Alrighty. And Vaz, as you just scraper, looks up to you. Ridiculous, pathetic. I'm stupefacio. And a green glow comes out of her hand and surges over you. Make me a fortitude save. Okay. Will save, sorry. Uh, is this an emotional effect? It is not. Okay. Uh, 22. Uh, with a 22, as this energy overcomes you, you feel yourself almost completely lock up. Uh, all of your muscles freeze in place and you are paralyzed. And with the grin, she looks out to the rest of the group. Fine then, perhaps a new offer. Help me to the ring and you can serve me in death in my new Assassin's Guild. And quickly, Lypaeus flashes up a magical shield in front of herself. Doran. Uh, Assassin's Guild? What, are you, are you running the triad now? Was it all just an act? They've offered me quite a bit of money to clear the path for them. He'll pop the pop the staff off of his back, flower it for a bit, and bring a, a, a wide sweep through the two skeletons in front of him using my brand new swipe feet. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Sick. Ah, it's not a very good start to my swipe feet. Let me try this. <laughs> Get them all out there. Make cat sounds while you do it at home. For swipe. Oh, yeah, I got this. Meow. That work? 21 to hit, both of them. Uh, oh, it's the, against both? Yep. Yeah. So you drag your gusam across at clattering staff. through. Uh, oh, your staff. Right, the bow staff. Uh, at smashing through yeah, yeah. Uh, the bones of both skeletons that will hit. Beautiful. Uh, that's going to be 10 damage to the both of them. Ooh. Bashing. All right, yep. Ten uh, bludgeoning damage. The, the staff that you brought specifically for bashing through skeletons doing its job. Yeah, doing, doing its job fine. And the uh, the first of the skeletons now here 
behind you is going to raise its shield up before it just starts taking slashing blows at you with its scimitar. Uh, what is your armor class? Armor class is 21 right now. Ooh, 21, not bad. Uh, and the first one is just going to clatter across the back of your armor. And the second, however, as he brings it back up, is going to slice a bit further through. He is going to strike you for 11 damage. Okay. Um, you know, Vaz, I had the feeling you are not entirely talking to us in good faith here. She just grins a little bit with the paralyzed Esvis next to her. <laughs> uh, Rur. So I have to ask a question about aiming spells. Okay. So if I'm here, I can choose an adjacent square to where my spell starts from, correct? Your bursts? No, for like a cone. Oh, yes, yes. And then I choose the direction it goes, like, forward. Yes. Like, it goes forward this way, forward that way, forward that way. If you, you, can, you can flash a spell around this corner, yes, but that's most certainly going to hit Espus. If I move to behind Buddy and aim it through them... You cannot do calculus in six seconds. Uh, no, you I'm, are I'm shooting saying, a cone. can I shoot the cone back the way that I came to, to not hit Espus? Oh, yeah, like, you it is, just move here and then go blah. It is, in the current battle here, unrealistic for you to shoot a cone at Vaz and her two skeletons that does not also hit Espus. I'm more concerned about the skeletons. I just don't want to hit Espus. just want to hit the skeletons? Yeah. So you want to move, like, down I want to move between the two beefy boys. I'm trying to, I, this was all over the top of your token. I'm not trying to yeah. screw up your stuff. So you want to move, like, here. Yeah and then blast it the way that I came so I'm not hitting my allies, but I'm hitting skeletons. How big is your column? 15. Yeah. So I want to put this down and hit the skeletons. The two in front of us? Yeah, that yeah. seems like it works. Okay. Because that's, from, that's from not going to hit anyone else. That's just yeah. going to hit the skeletons. From there, I will let you just hit just the two skeletons. I know you're trying to get Vaz, too. Uh, you can throw a blast backwards and catch the two skeletons in front of her, especially as they have not really reacted yet. I need 3d6, please. Can't have it. Get your own. <laughs> One more? Yeah. Whoosh. And this is a second level blast of burning hands. Mm-hmm. For 10 damage. What's this? Uh, what's your DC? 20. 20? All right. The closest skeleton is going to succeed and take half. The furthest skeleton is going to fail. So the closest skeleton, as the flames just kind of lick and wash around his bones... It seems to do largely nothing as it erupts from your hands. Uh, but the one a little bit further back does catch a bit of this fire. Uh, again, it doesn't seem to be particularly powerful as, well, bones don't burn really well, but it does some damage to him. And in response, that skeleton next to you is going to raise his shield up as well and uh, strike out in you. 17. He's actually going to miss the first swing. The fire is obscuring his vision. <laughs> he's actually going to miss both. Yeah, he's a awesome. fire blowing through his skull. He can't really see anything. <laughs> he slashes twice with the scimitar towards the halfling, skittering just barely out of reach, dancing away from the blade. Buddy. Okay, I am going to reach over to Esfis, and I lay my hand um, on his shoulder as I see his like muscles tense up. 
and I just flood him with war uh, warmth as I uh, cast Lay on Hands and Mercy, which gives me an attempt to counteract the um, or an effect of imposing the paralyzed condition. Ooh. Okay. So counteract check. Uh, it's gonna be up your your class, whatever your class DC is. I, so it's prop. What? Are you, yeah. Whatever your like class. Are you I, trained I, in I, champion I, class DC? Yes. Yes. I think. I'm pretty yeah, sure everyone is. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you're, well, <laughs> yeah, no, you're not expert. I'm pretty sure you're trained in champion class DC. So it's okay. gonna be D20 plus your level, plus two, plus whatever your primary stat modifier is, which pretty sure strengths for you. Yeah. Unless the mercy thing says it's something different. No. All right, then we'll roll that. So <laughs> it's going to be four, uh, it's gonna be plus 10. Okay, okay. Uh, so that is a 24. Uh, with a 24, as this healing passes through Espus, you feel this lock up, like you shudder and twitch a bit as this attempts to undo it, but Vaz's magic is powerful. A 24 is actually not going to counteract this You spell. still get plus two for AC for this turn. Okay, and Yep, because it just gives you a divine ward of plus two AC. Yeah, um, and then I'm going to, and I take my other hand with my shield that was raised, and I bash the uh, uh, skeleton in front of me, trying to shove him away. Um, I do shove. Hey. And then 19 on the day with uh, athletics of 10, so 29. Uh, 29 is going to critically succeed. Okay, I'm going to shove him. Can I shove him next to the other skeleton that's next to the like doorway? Uh, yeah, one more diagonally. Yeah, you can shove him all the yes. way. Yeah, all the way back. You can push him all the way back on the far corner. And as part of that, you can follow him if you want to, but I kind of feel like you don't want to. I do to. not want to. Yeah. I am going to uh, step forward one just in front of Oz. Alrighty, and then the uh, the second skeleton here, as you approach, with a quick flick of her hand, uh, underhanded, Vaz commands it forward, and it raises up its shield, and tries to bash back against you as well, forcing you back out of the way. What is your fortitude DC? My fortitude DC is um, uh, 21. Uh, and he is going to push you back. Right. Five well, feet. you know, it was a good bot. Back into the corner. <laughs> Welcome and, to preschool. And follow you. And, and follow, he is oh, okay. going to follow you before coming down with an overhead scimitar swipe. Okay. Right, so I'm going to roll the die, but I'm not even going to ask your AC unless this is like a 19, because I'm sure he's not going to hit you on a second uh, second attack there. So you can suspect that Esvis was paralyzed. So you actually can take nothing but mental actions. Do you have anything you can do? Uh, ponder all the ways I'm going to kill her when this wears off. <laughs> <laughs> you can bring absolute seething hatred. He can see. He can quietly see. He can be very upset. Resme. Um, Resme is going to look back at Vaz and go, I knew in my heart, once I heard the quaver in your voice, that you were a traitor. Now die a traitor's death. And she'll bring a triple magic missile down on her. Ooh, okay. So with as this magic weaves around Dol Ren, yep. um, give me your damages. I can't do that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. DC 20 for her. There is no uh, DC. So oh. oh, that's right. 
Uh, 12, yeah. Yeah, there's just, just nothing. That's right, I'm magic missile. So as you launch these magic missiles towards her, she motions the skeleton forward and then raises her hand to put this ward in the way, and the first of your missiles shatters against her shield. Uh, because you can block magic missiles with the shield spell. Mm-hmm. Yep. So she is going to take seven. Hey, she got the shield. Mm-hmm. And now she and is yeah, the, the second two will crash through the shield and connect with Vaz. And she looks back over to you. If only you could open your eyes slightly further, you could see the value in what I offer. Do you understand how much we could we could build an assassin's guild centered in a teleport circle? And uh, I understand. That's the very problem. Fervently ringing the door. Yeah, you want to go check if that's super important, Bryn. Sorry, apologies. Someone's fervently ringing the doorbell here. Um, <laughs> it's Santa. It's probably not Santa. It's Kate Kalian. And she's going to point a hand back out to you, Resme. Sagita, I see them! And a, a, a green ball of what at first is energy, but coalesces together into a kind of wet, doughy mass is going to fly around Dalran and out towards you. What is your AC? Um, just roll because it could be 18, it could be 20. You don't know. I mean, well, it, you might have luster cover from the corner too. Yeah, if I have luster cover, I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, the purpose is like so. I but what, what is your what is your AC? At the I mean, moment, I'm it's it at the moment it's eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Um, it is going to critically hit you. Um, I wouldn't blow your bracers for that. Well, if I blow my bracers, you actually can't blow my, bracers oh. on a critical it, success. Yeah, I'm actually going to blow them. You can't them blow to... bracers on a critical success. Huh? You can only blow the bracers on a success, and it's also not a ranged attack; it's a spell attack. You, oh, okay. You also already used them for the day. You've also already Good. used them. This is like a huge pile of reasons you can't use Good the bracers point. on this specifically. Uh, so yeah. Bracers are sad. All right, so as this, uh-oh. I think she forgot her hat. Brinacipado. Uh, as. Yep. <laughs> are, we, are we good? This lady looking for aloe vera, and I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Very fervently ringing the doorbell for aloe vera. I'm really confused. It grows everywhere. It's just lotion. So this is going to strike you for... Twenty-seven damage. Jesus. As this bolt of acid crashes into you center mass and burns away uh, where it strikes uh, with nearly as much force as it is burning acid. Onto Resme? Onto Resme. Oh, okay, perfect. And... uh, (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm saying I can't use my reaction because she's more than 15 feet. Yeah. And as it as it splashes into you, it continues to burn. Uh, you are also going to be taking persistent damage. Um, so it will eat up the rest of my temp hit points. So did you say 27? 27. So I'll take 21. Okay. And now with her uh, her shield down. She draws out the dagger from her side, turning to face Esphus. And uh, as she does, your muscles release, and you are free from the paralysis. Dalren. Uh, I, I suppose you haven't considered all of the implications of this assassin guild. Uh, a lot of, of logistics have to be involved. Uh, flower the staff, sweep it through the two skeletons that are next to me. Fair enough. Uh, they both do have their shields up now. Ah. Well, not if I roll like that, I'm not going to do anything. You get that also, again. Uh, It's a skill check, not an attack roll, so I can't do it. Um, But I will uh, use a hero point. It's a pretty value place to use a hitting two things at once. It is, it is. Use this one now. Hey, there we go. Uh, That's going to be a 23. 
You just gotta hey, blow yeah. on it, get a plus 23 ten. clattering across both of their shields. It's going to chunk through the first and chunk through the second as they both uh, raise to block it, but you will hit them. Okay. Uh, that's gonna be a total of six damage. All right, six. Yep. So they're gonna, the shields are gonna eat nearly all of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're with you, because they're hardened steel shields just like Buford has. Yep. So they're each going to take a point of damage. Um, and then um, I'll, flurry, I'll um, flower the staff into a defensive stance uh, to uh, activate my new parry skill associated, mm. the parry trait of my bow staff. Well, that could be useful because that first of the skeletons now that's right next to you is going to uh, ra- keep his shield up raised, uh, retake his position, and just continue slashing at you with this scimitar. Almost fully mindlessly. AC 22 now. AC 22. Gonna crit you. Oh. Uh, on the first sling. <laughs> and the second swing. Uh, is a 22. So he's gonna crit you and then he's gonna hit you. <laughs> Skeleton hero. <laughs> skeleton hero is in there. Cuts the staff in half. Well, this didn't work. <laughs> like, oh, crap. And now these skeletons seem to be much stronger. The ones that you fought previously. Vaz's fell magic clearly imbuing them with a uh, a lot of power. And though they don't look very noticeably different, they're still just bones, they have a massive strength behind them. The first cleaving through you for 18 damage. Jesus. And it would, uh, as it was, <laughs> its, as it was bringing its first thing, uh, as its first strike came down, uh, part of its... Uh, part of the person who was this skeleton before, like, just a bit of consciousness comes back, and it slightly questions what it's been doing with its, what Vaz has been doing with its body. Could have been married to a skeleton <laughs> wife, had skeleton kids. <laughs> so, I don't know where literally all of my enfeebled cards are, but I know generally what it does. So, uh, obviously... With a moment's hesitation, that's not going to stop this crit from slamming through. Uh, you are going to get how much reduced damage from the 18? Um, so heightened... It, uh, oh, no. Um, what is it? It says... Oh, it doesn't get a heightened. Uh, it just gets four. It just gets your level. Oh, two plus your level. Okay, so then six. Six. So you will take 12 instead of 18. That's, that's good. And then as this divine magic takes hold, it falters a bit. And that causes the second swing to miss, as wow. it just because nice. it, it's a feeble too. Yep, yep. So it was a twenty instead of a twenty-two now. Woo. So you're able to parry it aside. Do get that value. Is you love to see the team come together. <laughs> well, I see a fantastic opportunity to lay skeletons low and bring my allies up, and we're going to three action channel a heal. Knowing that it will help, will heal Vaz. it will heal Vaz, but it will be much needed for my allies. And the undead probably won't like it either. That is so. As you go to uh, do this, uh, the skeleton next to you, battling Buford, turns and just lashes a strike your way as you well into all of this magic. Uh, what is your AC? Seventeen. He's this one's not the one that had a bad track record. This one might hit me. Well, it's also dangerous because if an attack of opportunity critically hits, it disrupts the action that triggered it. So you will lose the spell on all three of your actions. So he crits you on a 17 because he has plus 10. That's a 2. 
You're good. <laughs> they just can't hit me. I'm too small. He, uh, he's he's focusing this. on his batting Buford and just sees the opportunity and quickly lashes the scimitar your way. But again, the small halfling just ducks, ducks back and finishes his cast and gets this three-action heal spell. Right. They're trying so, to hit you at human height. Yep. So the D8s are damaged to the skeletons. The D10s are healing to people. Oh, okay. I didn't actually realize that didn't affect both. That's kind of neat. So 10 on... No, 16. I max rolled. The, no, it's, it's... Is that... So the oh, D8s I, are the ones that are the triangle faces. No, the, the angle that it was at, it looked like it was a D8. Read me the dice, sir. You okay. can do it. A 7 and an 8 for healing. So 15. 15. And 15. an 8 and a 2 for damage. And 10 for damage. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was also going to heal that. Uh, so 10 for damage, and they all get a will save, correct? Against, you said DC 20? Yes. Okay, so skeleton 1 fails. Skeleton 1 critically fails. Ooh. Uh, he's going to take 20. Skeleton two passes. Skeleton three also passes. So skeleton two and three each take five. And skeleton one takes 20. He was previously unharmed, and now he's very harmed. What, uh, this one? It's the one that's beating Dalren. It's the one that hadn't been hit yet, and he critically fails. So he's focused in on this attack with his shield up, and this negative energy just racks through him. Positive. Uh, Negative positive energy. Po- negative for them, yeah. Nah. Uh, it's like almost reverberating through his shield, magnifying it into the thing as it recoils backward. Uh, you can see large parts of its bones physically burnt and disintegrated away. Some of its ribs drop out of its cage. And uh, it is dramatically wounded. Meanwhile, on the other side of the room, each of the, well, uh, the other two skeletons also have taken a lot. Uh, but that will bring us to the skeleton that is still next to Buford, who, with his shield still raised, is just going to continue pressing the attack at Buddy. What's your AC? Uh, 22. 22. He's going to hit you with the first slap. Thank you. And he's going to miss the second. So he will strike you once with, again, overbearing strength for nine damage. Now it is your turn, Buford. Okay, I am going to. Uh, I am going. I don't actually have my weapon in my hand because I still have the torch. So I'm going to bash him with my head shield to do to uh, try and move him back. So I'm going to try and shove him. <laughs> push, 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 push. <laughs> um. So that's a 18. Uh, 18 is going to shove him. Rage. And then I will Rage. follow him this time. <laughs> so he gets shoved back five feet. You ram him back to where he began. Yeah, I'm going to try and shove him into the wall, kind of pin him up there, and then that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to try and uh, uh, hold him, just kind of kind of pin him up against the wall. Okay, so that'd be just another athletics check at a minus five for attack trait. Um, so that's a nine on the die... Athletics is 10, so uh, 14, 9. 14, uh, 14 is not enough to hold him in place. So he still has his shield up, too, and as you kind of crush him against the wall, he uses his shield to shunt your shield off to the side and wrench himself yeah. free. Yeah, and then uh, I will raise my shield and kind of brace as he just flicks me. I'm going to like just kind of brace there. Uh, the other of the skeletons back here in the corner now is going to stagger forward towards Dalren and join in this relentless assault. <laughs> Whacking on me. Uh, what's your AC? Still 22. 22 first strike is going to hit you. 
Uh, I need a step, swing, and raise his shield. So he only gets the one strike. Okay. I'll they take keep it. their shields up at all times. They're not putting those shields down. Um, he will catch you for six damage. All right. Actually, as he comes in, pressing forward. Esvis, newly unparalyzed, very angry, and just three straight jabs with the rapier. He mad. Very. Rapier's agile, right? Yes, it is. It is not, oh, it's not, not agile. It is, not it is agile. finesse, but it is it's not, not agile. agile. Okay. So, uh, first attack is a 30. 30 hits. So I would leave if it didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> Bye. Oh, 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 I am so sorry. Oh, my mistake. Yeah, have fun, Buzz. Bye. <laughs> yeah. The ring? Yes, yes, let's go find it. <laughs> uh, for seven points of damage. Okay. Second attack, 26. 26 will also hit. With the minus five? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, she's my prey, so my... Oh, my yeah, he still gets his Hunter's Flurry on melee, wow. too. He just doesn't get the double shooting thing. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, for... Oh, shoot, I completely forgot. Uh, okay, so um, for 10 more points of damage. Okay. No, 11 more points of... No, you have 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, yeah. And then third attack... I'm going to spend a hero point to reroll that. Ooh, Esmus is mad. Understandably, Fishing for a for variety 20. of reasons. I am. I am. No, I'm going to spend my last hero point. <laughs> I'm burning them both. He wants that. I'm burning them both. Ah, no, that's not going to hit. 15. Okie dokie. So, uh, it's a lesson to not get greedy on your third attack. It's true. <laughs> As, uh, it's true. You strike out towards it. You catch her twice. And she reels backwards from this, uh, still using this dagger almost to kind of defend herself now, and again, clearly demonstrating that she is fully capable of fighting and well uh, as well. And as you unfreeze here, she immediately assumes like a knife fighting stance, but with her free hand a little further out to continue casting spells, trying to duel with you here. She's good at it. She's not great. She also doesn't have any armor on, other than whatever this abjuration is kind of protecting her. And your rapier strikes easily through her robes. Resume. Well, I guess I'm going to try to put myself out. Okay, so uh, you're burning on acid. What are you going to do? Um, so uh, we have um, we have antidote, don't we? It's in a bag somewhere. Not on you, doesn't sound like. Yeah, I guess I don't have it. Um, then she will actually um, take some salve out. She usually uses it on her hands. Uh, to keep them moisturized, but they do have aloe in them, and it is soothing, so she's going to try to rub it on me. terrible burning. All right, so as two actions, you pull this out and immediately start desperately hoping that aloe will prevent the magical acid from burning your skin away. You never know. So just roll me a flat check. It's just a d20. Nothing makes you better or worse at this. I believe. This is why that woman wanted aloe. This is, she must edge you. She acid. She got acid arrowed. Oh. oh, it's a good yeah, thing so that you can't critically fail. Yeah, you can't fail critically that. fail yeah. this check, but it doesn't. It does not help. The aloe does not stop the magical acid from burning. Um, but I can immediately attempt another flat check if I spend two of my actions. That was two. That was two actions. actions. That was that. That was. Oh, that okay. Um, so you have one action left. I will cast guidance on Dalren. All right, and at the end of your turn, as this acid just continues to sear away at you. It is going to do a further two damage, and you get another flat check to see if it ends, just because it's the end of your turn. 
You go to dice jail. I hate you. So DC 15 flat check. Nope. So she's still burning away in the distance there. And uh, Vaz, as she takes these two hits, calls back out, I don't understand. What logistics could there be with Norgorba behind us, the Triad's resources, and worldwide teleportation? We'd rival the Red Mantis! And uh, takes a strike out at you with her dagger. What's your AC? Uh, 21. We knife fighting. Uh, she is going to critically hit you. Because both of you have way too high attack modifiers for your AC right now. So it is an actual (laughs) knife fight. You're both just shredding each other. And she would would hesitate. (laughs) (laughs) Realizing Norgorber cannot save her from a rapier. (laughs) As she feels this weight, she stops for a moment, actually. Stays her hand. Damn, Diomedai! <laughs> Similitudo! Cast a spell and with a uh, swing of her hand, splits into four copies. Crap. Oh. Hmm. Well, if the threat of bureaucracy and paperwork won't stop you, <laughs> it seems that I have no other choice. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is how Dalrin gets mad. Maximum contempt. Light, uh, lightning will crackle up, but stay away from the weapon. Um, and uh, as as sort of the the his stance becomes taller, a bit more arrogant, um, we'll see how well your operation goes when you have less minions. And he'll bring up a, a powerful swing uh, sideways, uh, trying to catch them both. And uh, we'll... Keep their shields in front of them as well, trying to fend this off. Two in front of you are one and three. Uh, okay, so that is a natural one on the die. Eesh. And so uh, that's, yeah, that's so, not so very with good. That, as, you, as you rage, this contempt almost kind of overwhelms you with a wild swing. The first skeleton just shunts it up above both of them with his shield. Completely missing. That's two action action. <laughs> yep, and uh, skeleton one is one of the ones that is still near you, and with his shield still up, and this having not even come near him, he's just going to continue pressing his assault. AC is down to 20. All right, and his first swing is going to miss wide, while his second glances across your armor as well. They're still not experts. They, they, They have this incredible necromantic strength, but they're not very skilled. It's not terribly difficult to dodge away from their blows, and many of them just thud against your armor painfully, but no real threat. To I seriously just had to stop taking them seriously. Rare. Well, from my comfortable position in the back, I believe it is time to start flinging judgment at individuals. Okay, who's getting judged first? We're judging the one that critically failed. He appears to be extremely susceptible to holy magic. That is the one that, yeah, the one the furthest uh, north. Farthest north. That was just swinging. So, we're Divine Lancing him with good energy for a 21. And that's not a... Divine Lance is a hit roll, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, 21 to hit. Right. Yes. Okay. I'm not smart. Uh, that hits. No, 21 damage. Uh, so I was, my, yeah. For some reason, my brain with a 21 damage. I was like, wow, that got really strong when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be nice. And I need to borrow a d6. Does he get any kind of save against this, or does it just do damage? It's just roll hit, do damage. Okay, that's what I thought. Seven. 
And, uh, seven damage. With seven damage, this Divine Lance coming in from behind you, Dalren, where you have failed as he commits to an attack, is going to blast the first of the skeletons apart as he just collapses back into a heap on the ground. All of the blue dice. The whole set. The whole set is done. We're done with you. All right, I lose you one action. I'm going to pop up a shield. I don't want uh, any potential retaliation coming my way. Okay. You're too short. It's fine. So I messed up last turn. Three is the one that got shoved across the entire cavern. So he's actually the one right next to Dalren, not the one pounding on uh, Buford. So it's this one that is still swinging at Dalren that's going now, keeping his shield up strong, swinging away. Uh, the first of his hits, Azir, almost distracted by this Divine Lance, is going to catch you wholly off guard for a critical hit. Oish. And that is going to do... Go temporary hit points. Uh, 12 damage. Okay. The second... Going to go wide, however. Buddy. Uh, I am going to try and shove this skeleton in front of me. I'm just trying to get him away uh, from Vaz and trying to shove him over next to Dalren. Can I do that? You can't shove him sideways. You can shove him like diagonally away from you into the cavern that you entered from. Uh, Close enough. Close enough for your... I figure when you shove people, you can shove them like in a 90 degree cone back, basically. Um, So that's a 25. Uh, 25 is definitely going to succeed and you are going to cast him back into this hall here. Yeah. And then I'm going to step up to Vaz now I know you ain't just some like murder hobo going around here. Don't you wanna like? Don't you know these guys are friends? I don't. I just don't see where this is all. This this seems rather extreme. And I'll put my shield up again. All right, and then did that you skeleton. Fall, did you fall from the shove? Oh no! But I was just gonna move up. Okay. Are, oh, are you gonna move up that square? Yeah, because okay. that's my. You are. You are bringing it up. That was good because it's that skeleton turn. He's just gonna come back. Yeah. So all right. So he is again from the hallway with another quick motion from Vaz. She looks almost confused, the four of her, standing there, and you're just still trying to talk her down here. The skeleton puts his shield up and again tries to pull into you and just pushes right back. You guys are just <laughs> reverse tug-of-warring. It's okay. Um, pretty positive that's going to succeed. It's a 19 on the die. Uh, fortitude is 21? Yeah, 19 on the die. So, uh, he gets plus two. He <laughs> shoves you right back. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, you push up like, Boss, come on, stop it. <laughs> and it attempts to follow it up with a swing that unless this is also like a 19 on the night. Um, it's a 23 total actually on the swing. Um, well, I didn't have 22. A, uh, my AC is 22. Okay, so. You uh, have the shield. No. Do I? How many action? You said you, you had shoved, oh, push, okay, stepped okay, up, right, 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 Yeah, right, so, you sh- so right. what's your AC? 24. Okay, so it's going to miss then. Yeah, 22 is not going to hit you. Um, and that will bring us back around to Esvis. Now faced with four Vaz Lorraine's. Time to pop them. How, how fast can you whack? <laughs> uh, just three, three full attacks, just going, going in hot. Just stabbing wildly. He's an angry elf. Very. This is the most emotional that you've seen, Esvis. <laughs> Uh, 26. 26. So run me a d4 and just tell me what comes up. A poiple one. Is it a four? It's a one. All right. So you smash through one of these clones and it just shatters like glass before simply dissipating into a mist and vanishing entirely. Okay. Leaving you with three vases. Right. Uh, second attack. Uh, 22. 
Uh, 22, roll me a d6. Or a d3, as we have. Yeah, five or a six. Uh, three. And you'll sweep around and smash it through another one. With just a pair of vases left standing. Last one. 22. 50 50. <laughs> just another d6. Yeah. Okay. Upper half. Three. And in your fury, you beat away all three of her clones, <laughs> leaving just one vase still looking kind of bewildered toward uh, Buford before she turns her attention back to you, realizing that you have smashed all of her mirrors in an instant. Clones! <laughs> and Espus just, Espus just lets out just this, <sighs> just after cleaving through all of those images. Resume. Um, Resume uh, will look and kind of uh, smile and go, how convenient. Now I can only, now I know which one to hit. And uh, we'll drop another triple magic missile on her. All right. And with three more of these blasts coming through a no shield to protect her, all of them are going to strike home. And she is just going to take some damage. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. oh my God. Now three fours. <laughs> yes. 15 damage. 16, thank you. Plus uh, no, it's D4 plus one each missile. That's right. Uh, I can't count. So 15 damage comes out. These missiles all slam into her. And she staggers backwards from this and kind of doubles over a bit. Uh, still fairly well off, but starting to show wear. And reaches up with a hand. <laughs> if only. Ugh. If only, Vitam! And reaches a hand out towards Esphis again, this time with encroaching black wrapping around it. And uh, this mist kind of reads her hands and expands outward like a larger image of her outstretched palm towards you before grasping and you can feel these false fingers claw against your very soul pulling away your essence uh, there's no roll and there's no save for this it just happens hmm. you are going to take You are going to take 20 negative damage, oh and God. you see this reinvigorate Vaz as she draws your life essence to heal herself. She coughs a bit. <sighs> I wonder how Phrasma will judge you on your path, knowing your essence fueled my necromancy. And then tries to stab you with the dagger. Okay. Critically hit. Uh, well, I, oh yeah. Well, I guess I will. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I. Uh, um, she would see. Uh, basically, it like so. An, an, Im an image would kind of fill her head, of just. Uh, of the the city actually, burning, but she feels incredibly responsible for it through her own actions, and she would uh, just kind of. Just this hesitant, just where it all, everything seems to be her fault now. And she falters for a second, for almost growling out, Get out of my head! And thrusting the dagger home. And that's going to be on the crit 10. So um, minus 6, so you're going to take 4 six, yeah. damage from that. And she is enfeebled too. Okay. Y'all run. All right. Um, and she was already in 
No, it lasts one round. No, she, oh, right. she, she oh, right, dropped right, right, the right, attack. Right, 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 right. Oh, yeah, she gave up the attack before. Yeah, right, right. I forgot. Bag of bones, honored ancestors, back in the dirt. Um, he's going to drop the staff low and sweep the legs out from underneath of this attacking uh, skeleton. Let's knock him over. So this is going to be a boop, 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 26 to trip him. 26 will knock him down. The, the skeleton in front of you being brought low before he can react. Uh, flip the... Uh, Armor slamming onto the stone cave floor. <laughs> uh, flip the bow staff down and try to bury the uh, steel cap uh, through the rib cage. Mr. Flatfooted Skeleton. Eh, probably not with a roll like that, though. Uh, that's going to be a 12. And yeah, he still has his shield up, so as he falls down, you slam the staff into his shield, like crush it down into him, but not hard enough to really do any meaningful damage to him. Um, and uh, last one, um, uh, just move the staff and flip back to a parry. Okay. Rur. I see a pretty handy-dandy, conveniently laid-out target for me. So we're going to keep doing what we're doing and just divine artillery our way down the line. <laughs> He's prone. He's flat-footed. God's bullets are upon you. That, I'm fairly certain, is a crit with a 28. Uh, 28 will not critically hit. Uh, no. oh. Even with flat-footed? Nope. Oh. He still has a shield up. He does? That's he does. true. It's one off. It makes you feel better. <laughs> Red one. The red one will give me a six. It's basically the flat-footed just counteracts the shield being raised. Uh, uh, 11 total. Uh, 11 damage is still going to be more than enough to blast away another of Vaz's undead minions. And you with only one terribly battered and injured skeleton left and Vaz herself. Just poking my way down the line. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's get uh, I'll move over to resume, just in case the uh, the acid can't be oh, right. subsided. Oh, acid. I, uh, I, I, I held the card up to you, but I didn't want to bother you. Yeah. You uh, you take a further three damage and make okay. a DC 15 check to see if it ends. Right, the burning. Which I guess if that would have ended, I wouldn't have moved over there. We'll see. It's not going to end. Don't worry about it. Two. Nope. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I'll, uh, yeah. All right, buddy. Okay, I... Now see here, skeleton man, and I bash him back. <laughs> I'm trying to have a conversation here. <laughs> oh no! With a, with a two, I may do it. I have enough hero. I can. I can. I can. I can, I can <laughs> you're you're uh, curing a pile of hero points. There we go. <laughs> there we go. So that's a twenty-eight. Twenty-eight critically succeeds. Okay, I'm so, going to push him over next to Dalrin. <laughs> you, you shove him back against the, the far wall again, yep. casting him back where you cast the first. If I shove him up against the wall really hard, would he take damage? Uh, yes, actually, if you you'd have to if you shove him into the wall, they, it's not a lot. It's much less than if you just like hit him with a hammer or something. But they do take some damage if their move, shove movement's interrupted. So you can just slam him into the wall right in front of you. He's pretty injured. It's okay. I thought I was trying to move him over to Dalran anyway. Okay. So back he goes. Uh, deal with this guy. <laughs> take the skeleton. Dalran, this skeleton's being real rude. And um, you're not can, gonna follow, I assume. No. Uh, can I? Is there any way for me to get past Vaz if I were to like? You would need to hole? acrobatics to tumble through her square. Which is a uh, not a thing I'm good yeah, at. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's no way you can just force your well, way through. That's shoving. Was, is but, uh, I just didn't know if it was exactly five foot wide holes. No, or... she's basically filling the small cavern. Okay, her. okay. Um, so then I would just grab her and be like, now "Listen here, Vaz. Enough of this nonsense." 
Um, with the, the 17, but it's also another action, so I guess it's a, a 12. 12. Uh, a 12. Where is this? 12 is going to critically fail. And as you uh, okay, so I... push the skull, you have your weight that way and reach out to grab to her. Yeah, okay, and she okay, just reaches okay. out with okay, a, okay, a okay. stiff arm here and knocks you over. So you're prone. So I would hero point that at uh, uh, ZJSA12. Never mind, not prone. <laughs> ZJSA12 pull from the great is... stash of Buford cowboy hat hero points. His cowboy hat powers him. Ah, that's much better. 17 on the die. Uh, 27 minus 5. 22 is yep. exactly enough to grab her. Ah, perfect. Uh, you just grab onto the color of her robes. Yeah. See, the nice. bait is that she reached out to parry it, and that's how she got grabbed. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly it. And then I'm going to bring my shield just kind of like right up to her and just hold her uh, like right up against my shield now. You listen here, woman. Done talking. You mad. Uh, the last skeleton left here in the room is just gonna step forward and continue mindlessly bashing Buford, raising his shield and coming in once again with the scimitar. Uh, he's gonna catch you as you're grabbing onto Vaz and your attention's focused elsewhere. And he is going to hit you for eight. Okay. So then it's time for Ismus. Furious stabbing. <laughs> no mirror images. Also, she's flat-footed now. Okay. Because Buddy's grabbing her. Uh, this isn't exactly what he wanted when he grabbed her, I don't think. But you could also <laughs> hold her in place while That's a form of redemption. Yeah. The shield is behind her, so it's like a cutting board. Yeah, really exactly. <laughs> it's perfect. Um, just as a quick question, when do you declare when something is lethal or non-lethal? As you attack, as or? you're like, you're either because it's an attack penalty, you're either like attacking, like just bashing with the rapier, non-lethally, or stabbing. So it's like the you're trying to do lethal or non-lethal attacks. Okay, well. Um, so before is the answer to your question. Okay, thank you. All right, so this is all lethal. <laughs> well, murder it is. Uh, Twenty-four. Twenty-four will hit. Uh, for eleven points of damage. Okay. Second attack. Uh, 18. 18 will miss. As even grasped, use your dagger to just barely get out of the way. Punch through her robes, but don't find any skin. Okay. What's the disarm action? Disarm action is an athletics check against their reflex DC, and it basically doesn't do anything unless you critically succeed. Okay. Uh, it also has the attack period, so you do it a minus 10 right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, then I'll just take a third stab. This arm got mega gutted in second edition. Fair, fair, fair. Getting people's weapons away from them is kind of yeah. strong. No. So you catch her once as so she's held in place here, and then Resme still burning, Rur rushes over toward you. Towards you. Well, it's like this, they're still skilled. Oh, don't worry. Makeup has done this to me a million times. What <laughs> <laughs> kind of makeup? <laughs> <laughs> Um, and she'll say, let's see how you like the bones of your ancestors when they're thrust into your body. And she'll use her ancestors' bones as telekinetic projectiles Ooh. to smash through her. I'm gonna just throw femurs at Vaz. All right. <laughs> what a spell you just started yet yeah, flinging up these, the larger bones here, pelting her. Uh, that's going to be a 19. And uh, a 19 is just barely gonna miss. 
glancing off of Buford, largely in the way of most of these skeletons here. She's a slight woman, and I'm kind of a big guy. But not really doing any damage. Um, And then I will um, give guidance to uh, Dalren. All right, at the end of your turn, you are going to take one more damage. Give me that d20. Is there a point, really, to me, Lillian? Well, you may eventually overcome it. You may eventually. It's not going to happen. It's 12. Close, but no. Um, And then you're grabbed by Buford. Like, tire of you, imbecile! And holds her dagger up and uses her free hand to what looks like draw essence out of the dagger. You can see energy visibly flowing out of its blade into her free hand as she raises another spell. Sagita, seat him! And jams it straight into you right in front of her. Uh, What's your AC? Uh, It is 24. Back to 24. Okay, I was gonna have to use a villain point on you, but we're good. You've cooperated. <laughs> I only got one. I gotta see. Oh no, my D8. Hi. <laughs> I don't really want to help you. <laughs> <laughs> so as this hits, uh, Buford, you are going to take Her 17 attack. acid damage. And it would go, it would eat its way through my shield and get to my, like, back of my arm through it. Uh, but much of the damage would be taken through my shield. Okay. Um, so I raised my shield, that would uh, harden a 7. So you're going to take 10 acid damage, as is your shield. And uh, you are still going to have to splash across your arm and start burning uh, quite severely, chewing through your full plate, splashing up underneath it. And you're going to be taking persistent damage as well. Okay. It's okay, you get used to it. (laughs) She says, partial jaw showing. (laughs) And then she is going to attempt to wrench herself free of your grasp. Um, how are you gonna, you're not good at anything you can do to do this. Okay, you are gonna just try on an arm attack. What's your athletics DC? Uh, athletics DC uh, is 20. At the end of the day, magic only carries you so far. And when a large man just walks up and grabs you by the collar, <laughs> she, she doesn't have a please let go of this she is, she is a relatively smallish woman. She's, she's got really no chance of wrenching away from Buford's grasp here. Dalren. Hmm. Uh, all right. Uh, just looking at this skeleton in front of him, which has been ping-ponging back and forth with Buford this entire time, it's just, <laughs> just, just stop. And goes to trip the skeleton. Okay. Uh, that's okay. It's a 19, so that'll be a 30 to trip him. Uh, 30's gonna critically succeed. Uh, so you are gonna trip him, and then you also do d6 plus your strength modifier damage. Oh, great. Uh, so, that's only four, but four damage. It's four bludgeoning damage, though. So you sweep his feet out, he falls over, and the bones clatter across. (laughs) (laughs) Just, just stop. (laughs) And he also collapses. Ah. More ammunition. Well, fair enough then. I should have tried that earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now then, uh, Vaz, and he'll drop the bow staff and pull the geese arm out. Okay. (laughs) I'll still leave you with one action. Dropping your bow staff on the ground is free. Yep. And then uh, I'll just step up five feet uh, as I just kind of stalk towards her with lightning crackling at me. Rur. All right, seeing that this acid is still burning, we're going to essentially three-action battle medicine, start pulling out salves and, and tinctures that can possibly stop this. 
and then on top of that, battle medicine at the end. Okay, so roll me your flat check to see if you can get rid of it. That's an 18 or a 16? That doesn't matter. So he actually rushes up, he treats you. He quickly pulls everything out and stops this acid uh, from burning away. You're stopping the worst of it. Also attempts a medicine check. At this is expert. Expert, expert, you see. That succeeds with the 23. All right, then you heal for, for 2d8 plus 10 as well. Monday medicine. Doesn't so really good. matter what you 21. roll. 21. <laughs> I, I, back to full. Thank you. Monday medicine, so good now. And that brings us back around to Buford, who's still so much holding on. So you're still holding Stop on to her. Dying. Uh, but if you don't <laughs> continue, if you don't take another grapple action this turn, you let go of her at the end of this turn. But you're I, holding well, I her. I want to keep her. I want to keep okay, her. Okay, so you got to make another grapple attempt. So I will. Um, that is a, a 16. Uh, on total. Yeah. Uh, with a 16, she will finally manage to wrench her way free. Okay. Um. And then I am going to. Oh, I don't have my whip. Uh, well, I do have my whip somewhere. Um, okay, so I am going to. Again, like. Oh, look, Boz. Tide's a turning. You'd better smarten up. And I'll just keep my shield. And I'm gonna just look. Uh, really serious. Really serious business here. You better straighten up. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're the last one standing, so. Esvis. First stab. And she's quite bloodied and hurt at this point, but still fairly all right. She is surprisingly resilient. Yeah. And again, also surprisingly skilled, both with the knife fighting and with her magic. Much more powerful than either of you would have believed from knowing her in town. Yeah, so a 19 armor class. Uh, 19 is not going to hit that. Okay, uh, second attack. Even lower. God, guys, come on. Uh, last attack. Just progressively lower. Just progressively lower. Fury is overwhelming you, and you're just lashing out wildly yeah. now. Um, oh, Buford, also at the end of your turn, you take four oh. acid damage and just roll me up my check. Okay. Uh, eight. Okay, this is pretty uh, badass to be standing there. Now you stop it while your arm's just burning <laughs> away from acid. Uh, resume. Um, resume, now not burning anymore, um, will um, look at her and um, grimace and continue to uh, flick bones at her. And as she does, she'll actually name off um, ancestors of Breach Hill as if accusing her of disappointing the town that she's trying to save. I, I, I think okay. she made that bit up about trying to save the town. <laughs> Don't care. I'm accusing her anyway. Buddy doesn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's going to be a 16. This goes in turn. Hate you. 16 also is not going to hit as you're going through the line of people here. Uh, uh, curiosity, Dalren, did you just step forward to join your friends or step forward to make the person cage here? Uh, I stepped forward to make the person cage. Okay, that's kind of what I figured. And then... Uh, and I will shield. All right. So, getting away from Buford, seeing his arm burning, kind of injured here with a grimace. Ridiculous. My reward, regardless of how this ends... Granted to me by Noah Gerber, 
Ugh. And she grunts in the pain and tries to just push out through here. Um, and I'm going to make her roll to try to get past the two of you because you kind of are forming a wall. And she's going to acrobatics. Buford, she probably reads as the easier target here. What? She doesn't have a very high opinion of you. Uh, (laughs) But she is going to completely fail to get past. Bonk. So she is going to be stuck here as you do, yeah, you just bump her. And just don't let her by. And slowly starting to grow a little bit concerned. She looks quickly back and forth across the group of you. Virgino! And reaches out towards Buford again with a hand. And this, I believe, is a hit roll. No, it's a saving throw. Um, make me a fortitude save. She wells up more of this black energy and just touches you with a frigid hand. <clears throat> Let me, uh, okay, let's see who's being a good fortitude saver here. This is going to be a turnip donut. Is turnip exceptionally, donut. Uh, high in fortitude. Very nutritious. Oh. Yeah, very nutritious. Yeah. Very nutritious. So okay. Was that 20? That seemed no, like that was an 18. That was an 18. Okay. So uh, for a uh, 42 is plus 11. So actually very good. That's a uh, what? 29. 29. So with a 29, you said you got an 18? Oh, yeah, 18. With a 29, you will succeed. So you're going to take a half. And then can I raise my shield, or is that something that's not like... It's not an attack roll. Okay, okay. It's just just like cold. She reaches out. She doesn't even necessarily have to actually touch you. Cold just comes on Rex through you. I hit you for seven, so you're going to take a half. You're going to take three. Okay. And even though it is a freezing touch here, it is actually just racking direct pain and negative energy rather than the cold itself that hurts you. She realizes she's kind of sick. Dalrin. (laughs) But she's definitely still fighting for now. Uh, uh, ridiculous. Assassin's Guild, skeletons, teleportation rings. You think so highly of yourself, Boz. Uh, sweep for a trip to try to knock her on the floor. Okay. Uh, and with, now that I know that the potency rune helps me trip people. If you have the trip, train your weapon, it does. I sure do. All nice. right. So that's going to be a grand total of 20. Uh, 20 is still not going to be nearly enough. Really? So she uh, She's touches spry. here and then dodges away from your blade as you sweep her legs. Um, and then so just... She is clearly a, like a skilled assassin. Hmm. Oh, maybe I underestimated her. Uh, uh, in that case, he's going to flip up to just go for a high hit to try to knock her on the floor that way. Okay, trip another again. Trip, another trip attack. There we go. That's much better. Uh, that's, uh, let's see, minus a five. It goes to a 12 plus, uh, plus 12 is 24. 24 will knock her down. As you bring it up, you do smack Vaz with the full force of the haft of your weapon and knock her over prone on the floor. Sprawled out before the group of you. I've got one more action left. I can't parry with this, so I'll just try to bring the butt of the weapon to smash it down onto her. Whap! Give it the hot <laughs> minus 10. Just 20 fishing. This is not that great. Uh, that's... Uh... I'll take I'll take my guy that you hit me. No, you didn't hit. That expired. Uh, that's gonna be yeah, fourteen. A lot of math for a fourteen. Yeah, yeah that was that was really intense Rare. for like nothing. I thought it was gonna be like so. I thought you got like an eighteen or something on the die. Rare. I am going to step over into the center of the room, talking down to Vaz. Well, talking face level to Vaz. <laughs> 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 I 
Halfling, gonna do halfling stuff. And, Not very uh, large, it happens. Voz, this is this is your last chance. Let us take you back, pay penance for your crimes, or you die here. And that's an intimidation for a twenty. Uh twenty. She seems unshakable in her faith. This you're coming to realize she is as guided by religious fervor here as you and Esphus. So be it. And I will just put up a shield, just in case. Buddy. I uh, plant a foot in her chest trying to keep her down. <laughs> uh, with a 19. 19's uh, not going to do it. Not going to stay down that easy. She's squirmy. Squirmy. Um, so then I'm just going to belly flop on top of her. <laughs> 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 Full plate, man. Well, all right. <laughs> from the top yeah. rope. <laughs> all right, I will and give you an option here. If you want to inflict prone upon yourself, I will give you a plus four yeah. on this roll. Uh, yeah. Okay. You still have the minus. You still have the minus five because your second attack. Yeah. Because grapple's the attack trait, so you've been in that minus one. But you're gonna be prone, pass or fail here. Okay, that's fine. I'm trying to. Aha! Uh-huh. That's much better. Okay, so uh, that would be a twenty-three. Yep. You flop on top of her. <laughs> so it just slams down. I'll go for the ankle lock. <laughs> going for the three as, counts. As you start twisting fingers. <laughs> it doesn't leave you with one action left. She's prone and grappled now. Um. <laughs> well, I don't know if there's much I can do here. Fart. <laughs> <laughs> and you just the power of your fumes. <laughs> really loud. <laughs> We're like. Now I'm holding one in here, but I could gas this room. <laughs> in the corner, blue just brays. <laughs> like he understands the threat, the severity. One d four negative he knows damage. He'll die first if the gas goes off. Esmus, <sighs> she is prone and grappled. Uh... 35th verse, same as the first. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Welcome to Rusty. Hold her down while I poke her. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Rusty Rapier Shankdown. Uh-huh. It's that point in a boss fight where the tide turns and nobody's taking it seriously anymore. We're just all bullying boss because she's out of spells and all her skeletons are dead. Oh, oh my god. Uh, 28. 28 is going to critically strike. Woo! Good job. She's pretty restrained here. Uh, so that is. Oh yeah, rapiers deadly. Mm-hmm. Oh, rapiers are deadly. Yep, D8s. You're right. That's a number. Two D8 plus something times two. I thought rapiers were D6. Oh, no. They're deadly D8. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's deadly. But that's that's of. fatal. Or fatal? Is it oh, fatal? deadly just adds a D8. You're right. Yeah, yeah. deadly just adds a D8. I'm thinking of fatal. I get deadly and fatal backwards, so... Um, 22. It's 22 points of damage on the critical hit. Okay. How bad is she looking? Fairly injured, but... Whether it's magic, necromantic power, or just sheer hate, she's still... She could possibly take another one of those, even. Okay. <laughs> Another you say. Another, Another you say. I can do that. <laughs> All right, so uh, second attack. No. And third attack. Fishing for 20s, baby. 
Uh, 21. 21 hits. <laughs> uh, for another seven points of damage. So as you're striking her here, you are definitely seeing her become further and further bloodied. As uh, even under Buford, she's still doing her best to try to avoid these strikes. She's just so restricted. There isn't much she can do anymore. Uh, this magic she has coating herself, blunting the blows, whatever it is. But you are still wearing away at her. And just writhing underneath, pure hate burning in her eyes. Even still, she is trying to get her dagger hand around and just stab at Buford on her. She's still fighting. Resme. Um, Resme, um, seeing that she's in a very compromised position and there really isn't a good way to get um, a projectile at her, um, will uh, at this point go, all right, fine then. And she'll call down uh, lightning on her, very targeted, only hitting her, actually <laughs> streaming through the knife into her. <laughs> Oh, do the knife that he has up. All right, fair enough. Uh, using the knife to conduct the electricity uh, down into her. Her last mistake was holding up the lightning rod. She, she has to hold the thing now. Oh, it was a reflex save. Yes. Right. Um, Move the dagger out DC? of the way of the lightning. Uh, DC is 20. She's going to succeed. Okay, well, she'll take half then. All she has to do is just touch the dagger to Buddy. Yeah. Just go. Uh, so that's eight. So she'll take four. Four damage. And uh, on her turn, this dagger pulled around as it jolts her hand twitches a bit. She just tries to drive the blade of it desperately into Buford's back as he's laying on top of her, holding her prone here. Let's hear AC. Uh, it's 22. You are flat-footed, so. Yeah. 20. Yeah. She's gonna miss. The blade of it just <laughs> scraping across the back of your full plate. Um, She's wholly, I mean, this, this full plate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she's expecting here, but just in sheer rage, she pulls her other hand back and just growls out, Nantrucci! And throws up towards you and Dalren living over her. And she's got to make a flat check because she's grappled, so she... DC5, so she does pass the flat check. And as she does what look like writhing black tendrils wrap around her forearm and shoot forth out of her hand, passing through Buford and then up through Dalren above her and then into the ceiling beyond. And I need each of you to make me a fortitude save. Fortitude. She does lots of necromancy things. See that? Uh, 22. Okay. Okay, so I am at uh, 24. 22 and 24 are both going to fail. Uh, you are each going to take eight negative damage. And as this rides through you, although it is clearly phantasmal, a magical effect, there's no real solid form to it. Uh, the blast and the force of the negative energy ripping through your body is actually going to tear open big gaping wounds in your skin. And you are each now bleeding as well. And which reminds me, Buford, oh, you right. I... also taking some acid damage. I'm bleeding what now? Bleeding one. Okay. Okay. Buford, you take three more damage from the acid and roll me to 20. Okay. Bleeding, don't go down. Got it. Okay, three more damage. Uh, D20. 
Uh, 13. Oh, so you're now bleeding and acid. Taking two kinds of persistent. You could be All taking right. multiple types of persistent damage. Yeah. But like if that was more acid, it would just be overwritten by the larger number on acid arrow. Yeah. Dalren, no response as this wrecks through you. Just kind of stagger back a bit. Uh, and crunk his neck as just blood's just is kind of coming down. Hmm. I almost felt that. Uh, and just kind of flip it over and hopefully his blood slicked hands won't make his blade slip. Um, and he's just gonna just, it's like he's fishing now. He's gigging frogs. Sitting the, like, the, the pike on the end of the half just down into what exposed bits of Vaz you can reach. Well, she keeps putting her arms out to cast spells and try to stab people. That's so I'm true. mainly going for those. See if I can take it off. Hey, that's a 19 on the die. That's gonna go to a 29 to hit. It is a critical hit. Woo! And I will go ahead and just tell you right there. Dalren, what do you do? Um, so the, the the hand comes up, the black cone kind of envelops him uh, as his body is pierced by all of this energy, um, but this well of contempt will just come up. He's not about to feel pain from someone who's pinned to the ground uh, and about to join the bones of her ancestors, and he'll just strike through the blast and just bisect the arm, uh, and the final hit will actually kind of go through uh, the rest of her body and the bleed will come out and the, finally the damage will overwhelm her. Uh, and then it, the blade just kind of slides out of his hand as his own bleeding injuries become horribly apparent to him as his rage goes away. <clears throat> Overwhelmed is accurate as no amount of fervor or hatred in Vaz can keep her going through such grotesque and severe injuries. Are you going to bleed for one at the end of your turn? And then make me a flat check. And then it. A little nope. cocked. It a little would cocked, be but... on Ruhr, who would have an opportunity to try to help somebody. Um, you can still see this acid burning away on Buford's arm as he just lays atop the now dead Vaz. Well, I would take my armor uh, the on, on my arms, and actually, I'd take. I'd kind of like. Uh, I'd take it off and scrape like the edges of the steel along the skin on my forearms to take the top layer oh. that's uh, that's oh. kind of singed. I hate athlete. it. I hate it. Roll a flat check. I don't like it. <laughs> Stop describing this. Uh, with a 16. And that, that, yep, that'll do it. Okay. Well. So degloving your arm will get the Never acid Speaking off. of this again, so uh, as you see him doing that, I'm going while horrifying to... seems to be effective. Not far off from some of the things I might have had to do medicinally wise. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's bleeding one, so it's like, oh, but he's bleeding yeah, the, enough the bleeding that it's, one. it's deadly, it could kill him. But it's not, he's not like hemorrhaging all over the floor or anything. I'm going to pull out a goopy kind of tar-like substance and just slap it right onto the, the bleeding area. Then it'll be the flat check. That's a four. So, he hit me a bit too high, he couldn't reach. Yep. Dalren, you can uh, oh, attempt oh. to do something as well. Goodness gracious. Uh, he, he's going to... Uh, uh, he doesn't really know how medicine works, but uh, he, he, he does have uh, his cuirass on. He'll kind of try to bunch his tunic up underneath the cuirass to kind of staunch where the blood's coming through and see if he can get this to stop. All right, so roll me that flat shake as well, and if you fail, you just take one damage. Uh, I will fail and take a damage. All right, so you take a damage, and then between Wait, all of you... Was that you him... spending two actions? Yeah. Yeah. That was a 14. That was a 14. Oh, it's DC 10. If, on the two actions, oh, it's DC 10. Oh, End good, of your good, turn good. for it to end naturally is DC 15. If you spend two actions to try and do something to stop it, it's only DC 10. Oh, so that will actually stop it. 
but uh I'm going to attempt to use my healing kit on Buddy to try and stop the bleeding. Or does, does it work that way? Or? He's a, he's good. He ended his persistent effects. But I thought he had acid and bleeding. That's true. He does actually have bleeding. Uh, so take one damage. And I'd then... uh, I'd see him doing, and I'd cinch my uh, armor up. And it would like almost course it in and try and uh... between between the group of you certainly you could stop by splitting before he takes Fine. another point. Of I see how you, like, you roll don't flat like check. My... roll a flat check. Fine. Don't I don't like... want you to describe any more ways you stop persistent damage. Well, it was a three, so I guess you guys okay. could help. But between the group, yeah, quickly they could tend to your wounds and they could stop you from, more. Yeah, from yeah, bleeding yeah. any further um, after you take one more point of damage. Well, Isfis, that was. <sighs> I ain't never seen you get so angry. But I can understand. Are you, uh... You feeling right right through the world now? No. No, I'm not. What could I do to help? I want to bandage everyone, and I want to get this done. Please. I don't have skin on my arm. If you don't mind helping. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll just sit everyone down and take a, a short break after that to get everyone back to not dying. Everyone kind of yeah, rests and comes to grips with what you've had to do. In Age of Ashes so far, you've worked your way through rats and bats and random monsters, undead underground and screaming cultists. But and this... a particularly dickish halfling. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't, like... We didn't murder him. talked him down. This is... This is just someone that you've known, that three of you were pretty good friends with back in town, or so you thought you knew. This... This is probably a little different. I mean, at this point, having to take lives is nothing that's new and exciting to you guys. You've fought your way through cultists, you fought your way through the mercenaries outside, but for everyone but Espes and also largely Buford, I mean, you guys knew Vaz. You've known Vaz for years. And we'll take our break here and come back to the, the aftermath, the ramifications of this. It's been an interesting situation today, but in a fevered battle here, we now stand spread around a relatively small cavern a few miles outside of town, up in the Five Kings Mountains, near the old military outpost of Guardian's Way. Over several destroyed skeletons and the dead body of Vaz Lorraine. Who was also a skeleton, technically. There's a skeleton inside, inside of her, yes. <laughs> That's not wrong. So, as you all to gather yourselves and there was a brief moment of a panic as everyone was trying to deal with the after effects of a lot of her fairly powerful magics mm-hmm. the burning acid and the bleeding sores her spells had opened up on you you do bless you thank you you do manage to recover and to stabilize yourselves and are just left strewn about this cavern now in varied amounts of fairly horrendously injured for most of the frontliners. Or completely untouched. Means we did our job right. Nothing touches her. Nothing. We um <laughs> ever since that rat he was like, I'm never getting hit again. Yep. We have to stay here at least overnight. There's preparations that have to be made. Her 
Her body must be interred appropriately. I owe her that much. No, you do not. You don't get a choice in this. You got your way. Now stay out of mine. This is druid business. And she'll actually um, spit out um, a language you've never heard before. And her eyes will almost kind of glow. And she'll look aggressively at you and just say, this was my friend. And she will be buried according to my customs. Back off. And she'll kind of lean down to her body and fold her hands over her chest and close her eyes. And she'll actually put her head down and you'll see some tears fall down her cheek. As much as it might not have been the way things should have gone, her judgment will be done in the afterlife. That's just spits. I don't like it either, but it is the proper way to do things. I didn't realize you guys are such good friends. She was my only friend. Well, now the, I don't know. I I, I didn't really get that. uh... Before I met all of you, she was really the only one who would talk to me. At this stage, I wonder how much I truly knew her. Uh, This assassin guild, this, uh, this scarlet triad, uh, her, her life, how much of it was a lie, how much of it was made up. Um, this money from the Scarlet Triad that she was promised, how f- involved was she with these people? Did these people even exist? Uh, Dal- Dalrin, you don't understand. You don't understand what it's like to live in between two worlds and to belong to neither. I sensed the conflict in her. I sensed it for a long time. She, she's not like you. She didn't have the surety of knowing who she was and where she belonged. She belonged nowhere. Well, you seem awfully, uh... She, I could have been her, you know? I don't think so. Oh, Resme, I don't think so. Uh, you, you have a much better heart than she did. She... This entire thing, this entire operation of hers, it speaks to something that was planned over a very long time. I, she has owned the bookshop and set it up true, but I suspect it was all a front. Finding this Alceta's ring is incredibly important to these people. I... Uh, I suspect that uh, we may yet run into more of her associates. I wonder if perhaps if she left some records herself. Uh, please, before you inter her. Um, and uh, Dalrin's going to look through her things, particularly I, her personal belongings. And she does have, she's got a lot here. Uh, as all of the supplies and goods that she's brought for this whole expedition are largely racked up in this I'm going to strip her down to just her normal clothes anyway. Um, druids don't bury anybody, anybody with anything unnatural on them. Nothing that can't naturally um, disintegrate. Fair enough. And she has this fairly hefty traveling cloak on still, much the same as you'd seen when you met her back in, in town. Uh, but underneath that, yeah, just her stand. I mean, she doesn't live a particularly lavish life. She doesn't have a huge amount of money. And she's got the same standard outfit underneath as near everyone else. 
And she, again, didn't have any kind of armor or anything to protect herself. So you take off her travel cloak and this uh, big setting that she'd had, had draped over her shoulders. And as you do underneath, underneath you, found, you find a small carved black symbol that she has on a chain that was not just underneath her traveling cloak, hmm. but underneath her actual clothes as well, uh, kept against her, her, her chest, hidden. It's something that you've definitely never seen <clears throat> before. Uh, it looks almost like a black mask, a little arch on either side, and on one side of it, set where the eye would be, a white star. And are you trained in religion? Um, no. I am. As am I. Well, you're, you're down here looking at this. You, you um, don't know what it is. So You, you can make an untrained roll, but you well, don't automatically know what it is. Um, so actually, um, what will happen as she's um, going through um, the motions of this and her emotions kind of start to take over, um, she actually starts to disassociate um, a little, and she kind of withdraws into herself, and um, her brother will emerge from her face. And he will look down um, at a person who he actually cared about as well. And he will look at the symbol and wonder what it is and mourn her in his way as well. Is he trained in religion? He is. Okay, then he doesn't need a role. Uh, You recognize this as a holy symbol, uh, but not one of one of the major religions. Like, there are no no churches of Norgorber simply posted up throughout the world. And for those of you, which I guess resumed as well, who would not have known exactly of maybe what she was even speaking of with that name, Norgorber is like the assassin god, basically. The god of information and secrets. Hmm. And he's, he's certainly evil, but not like recklessly so. He's not a, a, one of the demon gods or Lamashtu or anything like that who just lives to breathe monsters and death. He is just always evil, and that the needs of himself, his clergy, his desires always just come before everything else. And it's. It kind of puts a lot of what she is doing into context for your brother. It all kind of makes sense. Similar to how a tavern in Breachill is a church of Cade and Kaelian, an assassin's guild would be a monument to Norgorber. One of the greatest things you could build in his name, really. Um, as he um, does that and starts um, preparing uh, the ritual, you'll actually see them phase in and out, where you'll see Resme's face appear and then her brothers, and um, they'll actually start to sing in Druidic, and you'll hear the voices kind of override over themselves as they sing it until it almost becomes a chorus in your heads of two intertwined voices um, as uh, she sings the, um, the, the death ritual. So as she's doing this, and this is, this is happening, you're over Vaz's body here. Esfis, I'm not positive what side of this are you on. Are you on wind up wanting to be near and be involved in this or just wanting to be as detached from it as possible? I'm not honestly positive which one you'd lean to at this point. 
I'm propped up nearby. Not interfering, but... Just letting it happen. Just letting it happen. Looking. Dolren, you mentioned wanting to look for... He's looking for answers, because this is... It's so different. He has no idea who this person is anymore. As she is doing... uh, As Resme and her brother are doing this here, you're looking through a lot of the papers and books she has kind of scattered amongst the boxes around Blue, who's Mm -hmm. still just kind of hanging out there, which I imagine Buddy is making sure he's okay and not a zombie or whatever. Uh, I mean, I looked at him earlier. He seemed fine. It looks like it looks like a donkey. <gasps> yeah, I was just donkey. Do it. You suck. <sighs> anyway, he would find a couple things of interest. Uh, first of all, like all good antagonists, she keeps a personal journal. Woo! And <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Winning. This is there, what I did on this date to these people. This is a, there's a there's a lot of interest in here, particularly in the the more re- did the camera freeze again. I don't know. No, you were looking. I was looking to see if I could see your holy symbol. You looked very directly towards the camera. I was like, "Oh no, it freeze!" But uh, there you go. You would be be looking through, and the the back end of this does uh, have a lot of information about what she has learned about Alcetta's ring or why she was after it. But also with that, she has kept many of the messages she has exchanged with this Scarlet Triad. She signs. All of them by Norgorber's hand. And it's... Goodness, she was full of herself. Immediately apparent that, I, yeah, I mean, if it was not well known before, she is very much in league with trying to get their assistance. Uh, they had contacted her first, that is true. But, far from extortion, they have offered her thousands of platinum pieces in order to get to Alcida's ring ensure there's a safe route to it, and activate as many of its portals as possible. Hmm. In return, they've offered her this incredible sum of wealth to found both an Assassin's Guild and the Necromancy Laboratory in the basements underneath Citadel Altarian, where she will have access to the active Alcetta's ring. And she would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for those darn kids. (laughs) The only name... Other than the Scarlet Triad itself that shows up is Laslan. Hmm. Laslan appears to be who had penned most of these uh, interactions with the Vaz. But that name doesn't, that's nobody in Breacho, obviously. That doesn't mean anything to any of you guys. But it's the only real name that you have. Now, the journal certainly is going to main is going to contain information and that will be valuable to you. Things will be useful as to her motivation, what she's learned. Unfortunately, as you open it, it seems to be written in cryptic, squarish, angular runes hmm. that barely even look like a language. I'm almost positive nobody would even recognize what this language is. Hmm. Uh, much less be able to easily translate it. Is it some kind of cipher or code, or is it actually like a totally different no, it's, language? It seems to be a totally different, like if it's even an alphabet, it's an odd and obscure one. That I don't of... think, you, make me a, uh, let's, it's not linguistics anymore. I'm going to say, I choose society. Right. Or uh, a relevant lore. Would this have anything It's not a religious thing, no. Okay. Because you can decipher religious Do you have texts. any kind of phrasma lore or anything? I have lore for asthma. 
Lore for asthma would also definitely work here. Give me, give me lore <laughs> for asthma. appropriate. Do you have any kind of asthma lore? I have lore for asthma. I'm like, well, yes, that, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> give me that, because that would be the most likely to function here. Okay. Because you would be the most likely to recognize the language, because Dalren kind of shows us around. Uh, 23. The 23, though, you also can't read it. This is the language of the dead. This journal is written in Necrol. Entirely in Necrol. Some wingdings. It kind of looks like wingdings. <laughs> What's this symbol mean? <laughs> um, if I see this while I'm kind of like looking over around Dalren while he's going through belongings and watching the ceremony going on, uh, Esvis, or I'll actually... Uh, you're not going to find anything in there that you can read, Dalren. Do you recognize the language? I can't read it. It's Necrol. It's the language of the dead. Language of the... Like, like, the dead have their own language? You'd be surprised. I am surprised. Oh, uh, well, maybe. There's a lot here. Uh, it's an awful lot of material to go through, and as much information as we can get might be useful. It might be a good idea to maybe make camp here, I suppose. Uh, after so all, So you are resume. about six miles from town, and it's still probably like at, at worst 11 or 12 in the afternoon. That said, you've left a pretty notable trail of death leading here, and abandoning the place now may be somewhat questionable, but you're not terribly far from town. Hmm. We do have Just plenty of supplies nightmare. as well. You do have plenty. You have also all of Vaz's supplies, so it's not even going to take your rations or anything to subsist here because she has plenty. Hmm. Well, also, there's the question of Tyrannus, he did go back with um, our captives. We should go back to finish the report there. That could be a reason to return to town. Uh, should we separate? Some stay here to secure this area. The others return to town? I think it's best we finish our business before returning to town. I have no desire to explain any of this to anyone until it is done. Oh, yes, yes, I suppose. Uh, well, very well, then. Uh... Well, I don't mean to pry or nothing, but... Where's all this compassion coming from for this uh, this Falls lady, uh, Resume? Until now, I kind of thought you didn't really care about her at all. She was my only friend. and This is the first time I heard about it, you know. There were nights her. when I felt so alone, and she was the only one who would talk to me. And when I found out who she really was, I felt angry and betrayed like only someone who loves someone can feel she lied to me but well, and I, I mean, told her things I've never told anyone before I thought I thought we were like sisters is your brother still active at all or are you fully back to you at this nope. point okay I'm not like yeah, we're so still then, phasing yeah, in so and there's, out so there's nothing you, I was gonna say cause if your brother is still here no it's a Norgarber related things but you would have no idea no, we're phasing in and out of each other. Right. Like, back and forth, yeah. So, um... You have a family and a place you belong. You know who you are. So why why go straight for the kill? Because it was the right thing to do. Well, how do you know that? I mean, she's still, she's still the same person. I mean, well, she's not now. She did, but... She was still the same person. I mean, maybe she made told some lies. She, but you were the one that said different religions have different motivations. And it, it wasn't about that. When I looked into her eyes, 
Right before the fight broke out, I saw something I've never seen before. Contempt. That's what it was. It was contempt. She felt guilty and afraid, but I think she hated being here. I think she wanted something else, something better, something greater. She wanted to be wealthy and important. And that's... It's not who I thought she was, and the fact that I let her sit there and lie to me for almost a year, and... Did you know that, um, my father is a human? I know I don't look it, but I'm only half elf. Oh, there's a lot of half everything around here you don't know what it's like to grow up in a culture where if you're not I mean I was lucky my family accepted me but I know so many who would not have and I don't even think they would have accepted me if my father hadn't been important in the druid religion and it hadn't been ordained by the gods I wouldn't think that you need judges so harshly on that resume. Oh, after all, I'm of no particular noble blood myself. We run into all sorts. And you seem, well, you seem to be doing your family proud. Until I met you all, all I knew in town were people who just looked at me like I was some sort of foreign creature. Well, they didn't know what to do with me. you're pretty looking and there ain't it. I mean, we've got slim pickings around town. She'll look at you like, really? Like, they want to fornicate with me? Oh, whoa, whoa. Well, you know, I mean, like, a couple flowers here and there, and, like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know. I'm that seems I'm... a bit... Just literally everyone, and wherever they are in the room, just the group sigh. Some of the necrol text, just... <sighs> well, I'm I don't know. I maybe don't know anything talk... about that. Good luck. Okay, uh... Now, I guess I'll walk this way very fast to the other side of the room. It's and like 15 feet, maybe. It's like <laughs> that corner to this corner. Ah, yes. Right. That's that, perfectly that, enough. That's right. Yes, I'm your mentor. Yes. Uh, mm, mm. I... <laughs> the birds and the bees. I just thought it was... Well, I know what it's about. I'm just saying that, like... Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> no one's ever really approached me like that before, so I really wouldn't know. Well, I mean, I feel, I suppose I could imagine that they might feel perhaps uh, a bit intimidated. After all, you're an important personage of noble, noble birth. You're an emissary here. I, they could be all sorts of reasons. Also, no. it's generally considered rude to go and approach people in the street. You don't seem to frequent taverns very much. I also have four older brothers. Uh, who are half a continent away. Growing up, I still had four older brothers. You think anyone got anywhere near me? I, I, I wouldn't you... put the continent past worshippers of Alsetta. I'd look over Alsetta. at Esfis and he would be like dying. I'd be like, ah, Esfis, do you want to give me a heal there? You know, you're looking awfully, uh, you need to do something. Here. Everyone's still a lot of hurt. I yeah, would, I would be point. taking I mean, my this, time to this tend would, like, yeah. Medicine would be happening while we're talking here. So, Romy, you yeah. can tend to three people here. So the I three can tend to four. It. I think she's perfectly healthy. But roll me the medicine check regardless. 
Because you're fine. You just gotta. Are you expert or trained? Everyone's like, Esfis is alive, technically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only technically. Only technically. He'll get it's a all battle experience. medicine and oh. then trained for everyone. Okay. So battle medicine. Battle medicine. Expert or trained battle medicine. That is a hard one, but I'm a lucky halfling. Yeah, you are. <laughs> so that's not a hard one. That is a critical success for just more trained. Everything's trained. Okay, so 48 to Esvis, and then an additional 2d8 to everybody else. One, two, one. And then If you don't mind eight. looking at my shield again. So, <laughs> you get 12, 12 total. Acid burnt through it. I don't know how you're going to check fix for it. everyone. Passes. And like when to fix that. So you can, if you're staying here in the caves with Vaz's body dealt with this druidic ritual, Everyone I assume you would have taken her yeah. outside at some and point. Buried her. And dealt with this. You've loads of time to heal up in here. You don't need to you know, roll through all these medicine checks, I suppose, if we're going to just be resting in the caves and wait. Okay, uh, yeah, why we're, don't, we're not doing anything for the rest of the day. And what if we were to rest in that little house outside with the bed? That there nice. is a slight hole in the ceiling. It's just, like it there's rain. a slight hole, is hole not over in the, the bed, so. <laughs> There's also like five different entrances to this cave, and I don't feel very secure. You don't know where any of it goes. <laughs> we don't know where any of it goes. I think maybe outside with doors. I would just like to not be in this cave any longer. I so, like it. So like after burying Vaz, the group of you head out into that barrack outside. Uh, where there may only be one bed, but there's plenty of space to set up bedrolls, at least in uh, structure, uh, with a roof over your head and walls mostly around you. We do have the majority of the day. You do have the majority of the day. So we could transfer our room. It is just, uh, you. that takes a day. That takes a whole day. You cannot... Like a, a full yeah, work a day. Downtime day. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that's not a thing that you can do right gotcha. now. But uh, you, if you wanted to give the cave, I mean, Vaz is the, the primary need for haste here. If you're going to do that, I imagine you may want to head back to town. But uh, you could do it tomorrow, but it's a downtime day. It's yeah, your we, whole day is doing We'll wait it. until we're done. So you spend the afternoon patching yourselves up <clears throat> from the injuries you've taken and going through, well, all sorts of Vaz's things because she sure has a lot of things down here. Um, well, her journal's entirely in Necrol, and you can't translate any of it. She does have some further research that may very well be of interest to you. Um, she has a lot of information about Alceta's ring, which is far beyond what you all know because you just know it is a thing that is probably related to teleportation. That's about 100% of our Alcidus <laughs> ring knowledge right now, yes? Vaz has been doing a lot of research, and she did bring the vast majority of it with her. Hmm. Awesome. She didn't really leave anything back behind the shop that she thought was important. Everything you found there was just the dregs of this. So here, with an afternoon to read through it, there's, first of all, a lot of notes about the necromantic ritual that she had performed to interrogate the dead spirits in Hell Knight Hill. Um, when she had gone there, she already knew Alcetta's ring was what she was after, and she was pretty positive where it was. She was just speaking with these dead spirits to confirm that she would be able to reach it underneath the Citadel. But she happened to show up on kind of a bad day. <laughs> Not only because she triggered the wards, but because then some dinosaurs rampaged up the staircase and wrecked it. Right. So she had to find a back door. But she has still a wealth of knowledge. Alcida's ring was among the first 
of the Ayudara. Ayudara were gates that the elves used before Earthfall, long before humans or anything else had come to the world. Ayudara were a travel system they used to traverse nearly all of Galarian. And this, being one of the first, was a ring of six portals. Each portal in the Ayudara was linked to a set place. This isn't a teleportation circle you stand in and say Home Depot when you show up in Home Depot's parking lot. It is a, a ring of individual transit stations. Hmm. Now, she doesn't know a lot about where they go. She had confirmed one of them once linked back to the elven homeland in Kionin, possibly a travel hub to send to a much greater Ayudara to be able to spread out elsewhere. But she does know that all of the portals, all six of them around Alceta's ring, require some kind of a key. This isn't a standing circular well of swirling magical energy you can just step through and go wherever you want. They have to be activated by something. That, unfortunately, is about as far as she figured out. Hmm. Um, with my knowledge of Alceta and just the history of elven culture, because I also have elven lore, yeah. is there any way I could possibly piece together what important or key places might be where the portals might be or what the... Make me a uh, lore Alceta check. The 19. The 19. Uh, you wouldn't, that'd be kind of difficult to single out because before Earthfall, the Elven Kingdoms covered nearly the entirety of the Inner Sea region and even beyond. It was a massive, sprawling empire enabled by these Ayudara. So when you have instant transmission through these gates to largely wherever it is you want to go through this network, there's not a major <laughs> place really, it's just wherever you want to be. You would, however, know that pre-Earthfall, way back when, Kionin was not the only homeland of the elves. Yeah. That is largely what is left today. But there is one other place you're aware of that was a major center of ancient elven culture, and it also kind of falls in line with a lot of your recent experiences. Can I make a guess? Is your guess Mwangi? Because what is now the Mwangi <laughs> jungles... <laughs> was an ancestral homeland for a large swath of these ancient elves. The elves turned into boggarts. It's <clears throat> it's not just likely that there is a gate that leads to somewhere in the Mwangi jungles. It's almost, almost impossible certain. there isn't. Mm. Yeah. You would also <clears throat> know that these keys that activate the portals for the Ayudara, now that you know what this is, are almost literal. It's not a spell or a passphrase or anything you have to do. It is a physical item that must be held against the stone surface of one of the portals to activate the latent magic within and allow travelers to pass through. So without the keys to the six portals of Alcetta's ring, it's useless. It's just an elven ruin. Wow, this is like 
This must be what being inside a fairy tale is like. Like, this is... I, I know you guys didn't grow up with this story, but this would be like... The princess in the tower and the giant being real and showing up on your back door. Like, I know I'm reading it and I know it's real, but it feels surreal. So, the, I can certainly understand why it would be so fascinating and valuable to, well, illicit folks, but uh, it could also be quite useful. I mean, goodness, Breach Hill, well, Breach Hill would no longer be in the middle of nowhere if this could be turned on. True. It could become a, a central hub if we got this started up again. Think of what we could do. I just worry that the full might, might of the Hell Knight army and, you know, I'm sure, I mean, Layman, Lay, uh, Lamond breached Lamond, in professional Lamond. human wizard. Yeah, yeah, breached in, you know, he was like a mighty fellow, and he, I, like, I'm surprised neither of them found this out. He was literally in the Hell Knights. Yeah, I feel like there's something, there's some kind of problem here, because the Hell Knights would would have stuck around. Yes, well, it's it's odd that they chose to leave, but it, it almost there's no other reason for them to have built their citadel out here. So some of them didn't know about it. Well, then why'd they leave? I don't know. Perhaps something else came up. They relocated to a more populous area. It could be that the Hell Knights decided that uh, maybe they finally abandoned it once they could no longer find any of these keys that Resume speaks of. Uh, if they found out that they could do nothing with these ruins, then... Maybe there was no longer any use to keeping all of this here. Um, although the speed at which they left, I still find curious. Yeah. Although my ancestors were not stupid. If they wanted to keep someone out, there are ways it can be done. Like after they've built a giant citadel fortress on top of our ruins? Well, maybe they thought that they could get in. Maybe they thought that it was simple and that some sort of magic or spell or thing that they could find would be the key to getting in, but maybe if you're not a worshiper of Alceta, maybe there's something we haven't found yet, some clue we can't see that will let us succeed where they failed. Well, possibly uh, our... Uh... Mwangi cult leader, uh, which uh, if, his, uh, if his underlings are to be believed, uh, is likely still trapped somewhere down the end of that long hallway ahead of us, uh, may be able to give us the answer. Or possibly, uh, if they were able to activate the portal, they may have a key. They would have to have a key. Do you know what this means? I'm gonna have to learn Mwangi. It must break your heart. I just <laughs> learned Infernal. I was hoping for a break. I guess this could be fun. It certainly could be useful, I suppose. So with the rest of the afternoon to whoever would be willing to go back in the cave and pick through whatever things yeah. of interest she may have, Redar and Detect Magic would quickly tell you, of course, that her dagger was magical. What a surprise. And that inside a scroll case, she had two scrolls on her that she hadn't used yet. Uh, also, you find quite a few empty potion bottles amongst her thing, her things, and only one of them still filled. Oh, she was uh, a heavy drinker. Yeah, unlabeled, uh, seeming as though she had either brewed it herself or acquired it somewhere else, because everything that comes from quarters and bits is going to make it 
sticker on the outside so you don't mix up your random like frogwort poison with a cure light wounds elixir. <laughs> so, for the whole afternoon to sort through this all and identify it, you would find studded in the pommel of her dagger a lesser potency rune. But no further real magic in the thing. You find no indication of how she was able to draw the essence out of it or anything else. That secret appears to have gone with her to her grave. The two scrolls are a scroll of True Strike, which either of you could easily identify immediately, and a scroll of Sleep. Whereas the potion is a moderate healing potion. So that is 3d8 plus 10. That is the big heal when consumed. That's what we call the buddy picker-upper. Or the I don't Dalrin. ever go down. It's true. Or the Dalrin's done, this is no longer fun potion. You know, I think it would be very useful for me to carry that potion. Yeah. I, I think that's a fine idea. You yeah. could bring it to heal. It's his entire health bar. Well, it's got more than her. No, you don't. We have equal right now. Yeah. For now. Technically. Anyway. Of course. So, of course. So. Of course. As the afternoon passes here, looking through her various research and her things that are left around, trying to find anything that could be particularly valuable to you, no one else comes to Guardian's Way. It's pretty out of the way, and I mean, nobody comes by. It's. It would be incredibly unlikely. All those bloodthirsty just... bandits who are out here probably helped make yeah, it a yeah, scarce yeah, yeah. area. Well, I mean, or we're here for a specific reason. Isavi, Vaz hired them to defend the outside <laughs> of the cave. So, I mean, could probably find that little transaction somewhere among her things as well. Paid idiots 400 <laughs> silver to keep people out of my cave. But... You rest here, hole in the ceiling notwithstanding, to recover your strength and ready yourselves for whatever waits beyond in this cave. And awaken the next morning. Early cool outside, a building with a huge hole in the, in the ceiling does not retain a ton of heat terribly well. Ready. An hour of spell preparation, sharpening <laughs> weapons and polishing armor. I also assume you should have been repaired at some point during the whole rest of the day. I got it. We now truly ascend to fourth level because you guys get your fourth level spells. <laughs> instead of being this weird... I mean, it's not like it's a new spell level, but instead of being this weird three level three and a half we don't get your extra slots, we're ready. What are we doing? I do believe we need to press forward into this cave. I suppose as ready as we'll ever be. I'm ready now. You gonna be all right there, Isvis? I'll manage. I do appreciate this. You know, I know you're being awful strong for us, but... It'll get done. I'll get you home. Not like a plane. So, you head back through the Hanging Ivy into the caverns by the Guardian's Way. Where are you heading? 
Not to the left. Not to the left. <laughs> we'll leave that forever to be an eternal mystery. Because <laughs> that was Bates. I Nothing good going there. Could We're going to go around over there. through Vaz's uh, storeroom and through the cavern behind her, deeper into the mountains. And the cave winds its way for some distance, seeming to carry you off on almost random directions. Uh, the cave's largely natural, only here and there having been expanded for passage, even sometimes calling for you to squeeze yourselves through unpleasant narrow gas- gaps or mantle up over sheer, uh, almost walls of rock and stone before you. Suck it in, buddy. <laughs> as hey, you travel, I heard that, Asmus. As you travel, what are we all doing? You are... Recalling knowledge. Thinking. Searching. Seeking. Shield. shield. Uh, I... Oh, okay, you're recalling knowledge, and you're... you're okay, searching. Oh, geez, that's the two things I was going to do. Uh, you could, more than one person could do with that. I guess I'd better. I, I guess I'll, I, I will also... Uh, I, I will also be searching. And, of course, detecting magic... Um, yes, uh, except um, when we need to, I'm also preparing uh, the no direction cantrip uh, for the day in my primal spot. So if we do I need have to, that. okay, then I'm. We never get lost. We never get lost. We're going down. In the... Yes, I brought the thing. All right, good. You brought the thing. Then I'll take another. Step. As you make your way, about a mile and a half, picking through these caverns and exceptionally slow going, finally it opens up a little ways into still a fairly low, but wider, squat cavern, where you have to pick between stalactites that have rung down from the ceiling over centuries, if not millennia, some all the way down to connecting with the floor, just becoming narrow pillars. Weaving your way through, you see perception checks in the distance. I don't think you can see those. They can if they roll high enough. Oh, yeah, check that out. 26. The 26, yeah, he sees himself rolling a d20. <laughs> That's amazing. I see a ghost, a giant hand overhead rolling it. Uh, 25. Uh, so you two would both see a little further in the distance several fairly recent Mars in the stone where it looks like bits or chunks of it have been blasted and worn away, not by some kind of an impact, but where they've been fizzled by some powerful corrosive agent. Hmm. And strewn around nearby are similarly worn and damaged bodies of giant spiders several feet across. Uh, Their corpses tucked away and smashed in various crannies where Vaz's magic had blasted them back from their path. Just just hit the geese arm nice and ready. Distasteful things. Brings back memories, huh, buddy? Yeah, this place sucks. They're just spiders. As you continue through the cavern, the back end of it leads off into what appear to be several different passages. But a quick survey indicates that most of them either end after a few hundred yards or wind together towards the southern end into a larger, almost multi-layered passage, Hmm. like a massive slanting channel cut through the earth. It's almost difficult to pick your way across, as standing upright at the bottom has you leaning against the ceiling, but trying to brace yourself on the stony slope. It's slick and difficult to grip. You make your way for another mile or two or three, winding hours through these caverns moving at an excruciatingly slow 
pace as you continue onward. Now, if all of this goes well, and we make it there, and we reclaim that basement, I vote that we maybe convince the town, or at least invest some of our own currency, to excavate that damnable staircase. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with it. Mm. Hey, Dalrin, doesn't that um, remind you of a, another staircase uh, in that cave system you told me about in that desert one time? Oh. Well, except that it's not full of sand, I suppose. As you fa- continue down this channel, your light barely illuminating anything before you as these various juts of stone block it from really proceeding too far. The ground rises up to a hole at the top, maybe three feet across. <sighs> you have to crawl through individually. Not to worry, I'm a great crawler. I guess I'll go up first, then I'll haul you up afterwards. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, sure. It looks rough shaped. So you can throw me up there. We're gonna about stand up in it. Yeah, he's having a he's going. What? What's the problem? <laughs> yeah. So Darren, as you haul up with the light beaming from your glove, mm-hmm. and pull yourself up into this hole, it's a very narrow passage. It uh. doesn't really widen up. Are you sure you want to go first there? I feel like I should be going first. Can I actually almost stand in this? It's three feet. I'll tell you. Probably, I would probably have to crouch over, but I could probably stay on my feet. Yeah, yeah you could like three feet. You could definitely crouch. Like these guys, like you can have hands and knees. It's not that small. It's not yeah. like belly crawling, but uh, that's about as all that you could get. Uh, I suggest we take some padding and tie it around our knees before we get up here. I got armor, man. Get stop getting get out of there, you man. Gosh, I swear to God, you guys are like kids. Okay, buddy, you go right ahead. You you crawl right on down this. That giant well, fish bowl helmet torch. on. So he's trying to like pull his way through here with the ever burning torch in his hand. Which and fortunately, shield. yeah, the fire doesn't put out any actual heat or anything. Yeah. So you can just wipe it across the ground as you crawl, and the light still comes. I Start sweating. Gonna... Just wipe your forehead with the torch. <laughs> 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 oh, that's still real bright. <laughs> I'm not gonna scab my knees up. I've got armor on. Hooligan. But crawling forward, trying to keep eyes on where you're going here. You see this kind of pitch down a little bit after maybe 20, 30 yards of crawling. Can I, like, belly slide? You absolutely can belly slide. <laughs> I was going to say you make re- like a reflex save to not slip on it, but that seems like what you want to do anyway. So, all right. So, slides down a few feet before it just drops. He tumbles about four feet, <laughs> clattering into a pile of bones. Mistakes were made. And you look around, seeing what appears to be the remains of several people scattered around where this drops. Did we make it all the way to Phrasma's domain? No. As you kind of help everyone yeah. come down after you. Don't, you, you stop for a moment. You don't I'm hear anything. I'm not going to they just, <laughs> we just they heard the loud. They hear you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bones at the bottom. It's like, then it's like, it, it's it's fine. Come on down. <laughs> like, mm. Before the uttered quiet fills the cavern again. The only sound is your own shuffling and armor scraping against the smooth stone as you make your way through. As you all get down to the bottom of this, you looks like three or four piles of bones left here. Each seeming to have been at one point suited up in armor with shields and scimitars. Hmm. And just a few feet further, another pair of them 
lay scattered and dead before what appears to be the corpse of a massive worm. 12, 15 feet around, bearing along its hide the strikes from countless scimitars, acid blasts, and all kinds of magic before this thing was finally defeated. Hmm. There's about 60 feet of it winding out into this cavern. The rest of it still just lost beyond in the hole it came from. Goodness gracious. I'm glad we missed that one. Sure glad it's dead, yeah. Huh. These bones, can, can I recognize uh, what type of creature these came from? Well, you can see... I'm probably humanoid, presumably. They're all but, humanoid, yeah. Yeah. Um, the ones near the door, or where we dropped in, rather, are all looks like they were human, and the two near the worm uh, look much the same, but one of them is significantly smaller. Hmm if it was a skeleton of like a halfling or something. Hmm. Maybe, maybe. one time. Maybe a call, yeah. <gasps> Snack mod. What, uh, I wonder what possessed these people to be down here in the first place. Um, uh, <clears throat> Necromancy. It's possible. Um, are, do they have any sort of um, gear on them or they anything all... that could help you identify? Uh, no, are? they've all just what got... could have possessed these people? <laughs> Why would they do this? They've all got a very almost identical iron scimitars and armor uh, to what the guards Vaz retained had on them. Hmm. Hmm. So there's Identical, a... like the same kit, like it came from the same place. And so there's steel shields around here? Uh, they do have a lot of, there are steel shields all over the place, uh, yes. I'm actually going to get rid of my wood shield and pick up a steel one. Uh, you sure you want to do that? Are you sure, Druid? Oh, yeah, I can't. You're right. <laughs> you sure? Druid. Oh, cool, a Thanks. steel shield. Oh, oh my magic ring. <laughs> oh, they got me. Good point. Baited again. Baited again. Bamboozled. <laughs> So is this worm, can everybody agree that this worm is dead? Because I don't want to wake up. Does it look like super dead? It looks very dead. It mm. looks like it has been kind of rotting here for at least a day. And uh, Oh, only a day? Oh, it hasn't man, really begun to put off any sort of a horrendous stench, as there's not much down here to really take advantage of it. We're so deep in the earth that there's not even like really rats or even much for insects in the stone caverns. They couldn't make their way in very easily. Mm. Could I so, take a speculation as to what this giant worm is? Uh, yeah, you could make me. What, what is color is nature? the worm? Yeah, that's a plus 10. Okay. Uh, so yeah, it's a fairly uncommon creature, this thing. It's Thankfully. It's pretty deadly. I mean, were you regular peasants or farmers that came across this thing 100% dead? You guys? Maybe? Maybe would fare better? It's not a great stand-and-fight situation, but these giant worms, uh, the only difference, it literally looks like an oversized earthworm saved for the huge maw at one end with rings upon rings of sharp triangular teeth across the top and bottom where it's been slashed nearly open from repeated attacks and several of the bits of bone from the two skeletons dead near it would be just strewn throughout its jaw. It doesn't have any eyes or anything. You know they track entirely through sensing vibrations to the earth. They can pick up somebody walking on stone a hundred feet away, hone in on that exactly, and they can burrow through stone about as easily as you guys can just walk across the top of it. Doesn't inhibit them whatsoever. Do and these things travel in packs? 
or made in Not pairs that I'm aware of. You know that due to their nature, uh, because they live so deep underground, this isn't like a thing that's ever a threat to people on the surface. Like these don't pop up out of this is what miners run into. People. Yeah, this is like a mining threat. Uh, you would know that they are quite weak to cold because it's a very stable temperature. Cold and fire, actually. It's a very stable temperature as deep underground as they are. Their bodies are not really built to deal with such extremes. Uh, but that they are so thick that it makes them quite resistant to all forms of physical damage. Hmm. I think Thus explaining Buzz's struggle yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'd have to kill this one from the inside. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let you try yeah, that. Yeah, go right, go right ahead there, Darlin. I'm going to take two teeth and immediately hand them to Buddy for your boys. <laughs> now the Thank teeth you. themselves are very small. Yeah, that's maybe what, maybe an inch. They're hundreds of. Yeah, but there are hundreds, if not thousands, inside this thing's multi-ringed maw. But they're not massive fangs or anything. It's just a bunch. It's almost like little shark teeth, but like like little shark teeth, or like even like oh, they almost look like arrowheads. Just the tiny jagged triangles. We they found are. where you can make the rest of your uh, like your lifetime supply. Of what, arrows? Yeah. SS could probably burn through that in a week. Probably. Uh, two. Again, for your boys. Thank you. They've got quite the necklace going. It'll be so heavy <laughs> by the time it's done with all the different <laughs> monsters that are on it. You would not believe the bragging rights that's going around the kids these days. <laughs> Let's keep going. I don't like it here. Okay. Now, these caverns open up once more. Tunnels winding off every which way in all kinds of directions. You've come miles at this point, and it would be the work of much of a day to find your way back down here or back from where you currently are. It's certainly not an easy journey by any stretch of the imagination. And after a couple more false hallways and passages, tunnels leading to nothing or winding down far too small for you to pass, you find one more chasm chasm it's Chism. chasmed itself pretty large fortunately Tratizi. and uh it works its way open rough no signs of any kind of work or mining that done, done at all clearly a natural cavern now with more of these stalactites hanging errantly from the ceiling sometimes passing down on the walls where they're connected by but it opens up a lot to become almost a 10 foot around huge passageway that while dark and uncertain, you can walk through at least normally. So is there not like a giant gaping hole in the floor? That's what I envision when you say chasm. No, like it's a forward chasm, not a downward chasm. Oh, It chasms okay. forward. It's a tunnel. Thank you. That was the word I was thinking about. Okay. <laughs> tunnel. Do you tunnel. like tunnel better? Or cavern, or... Yeah. Let's not give the GM Stop the excuse talking. rocks fall, party's dead. We're in a cave. Um, so I, I literally thought there was a hole in the floor when yeah. he said yeah, that's my problem. Just no. to check, um, kneel down and see if I can feel any vibrations in the floor. Good <laughs> vibrations. If you don't know, the stone is cold and solid, uh, compacted. This has gone uh, surprisingly not terribly far downward. You haven't made your way down a whole lot. But what you have done is made your way much deeper under raising mountains. Mm. So it's much deeper, harder stone down here. And you can't feel much of anything through the ground. It's dry and it's chill to the touch. What type of stone is it? It is the stone that you would find this far underground. Fair enough. Bedrock. <laughs> it's, not... it's Fraggle Rock. 
No, I'm not. I'm not a geologist, <laughs> so I can like say rock words at you sedimentary, but I, I, I have no idea. Sedimentary okay, is in the bottom of water. I would imagine it's largely like slate, okay, and the like. Uh, as it is flat, yeah, like most of the ground and the walls of this, where it's chunked away, are surprisingly flat surfaces. Uh, it doesn't look like this was once an ancient like, river or anything that was just eroded through completely randomly. I'm not really sure, but igneous. Yeah, I, I, I told you to stop. I can say up words. words too. Pumice. No, <laughs> I no, know rock words. Igneous, metamorphic, and sedentary. The three. Yes, we're the, okay. Thank you, nerd. We're walking <laughs> through a tunnel. Lick the science. So, after proceeding another, what had to be a couple miles down this tunnel, you've been exploring now for probably six, almost seven hours Oof. of just winding your way down. His back door at all said his ring is certainly not easy. But make me perception checks once more, comrades. It's a 21. See if I'm a dumb, stupid head. I'm not okay. Uh, also 21. With your 21, elves. Each of you would start to see something a little off putting about this. What's the first signs of real life you've seen since the worm. The cavern starts it seems to be high near the, the tops, the crevices amongst the stalactites populated with little bits of something softer. Something much softer than stone. And flickering torchlight shows it to be uh, a dirty but pale white wad of fibers kind of nested up here, there, around. Spider cocoon? Nature check. Yeah, I reckon <laughs> toss and, uh, one of those. Yeah, knowledge having guy. Naturing you guy. You can just roll it. Okie dokie. Uh, 14. Uh, with a 14, it would certainly look to you like Big old Some spiders. mess of spider webs that have nested up top. Which means several things. A, they're spiders. B, this cavern has to be connected to something. Because these caverns are stone. You're not walking on dirt. Your boots are clacking across this solid slate here. And the spiders aren't going to really worm their way through that. Nor are they going to subsist where there isn't things that they can consume. Mm. So, possibly more spiders. And uh, the bright side, we might be near something? You have no idea how much I want to set that on fire. You want to set everything on I fire. I think at this point we do actually fully understand exactly how much you want to set it on fire. That's uh, just kind of the default reaction by now. I think we, we put that one together. I'm not disinclined to, or I'm not inclined to disagree. But it's scattered all throughout the tunnel, just kind of punctuating the ceiling. I want to keep my eye on that. And as you proceed forward, it becomes more and more pronounced. Mm. To the point where in a uh, flash of fire, Buford's torch at the front passes through a massive web strung nearly across the entire breadth of the 10-foot cavern, whipping a bit of it away. Because it's not real fire, so it doesn't actually like... Now can I set it on fire? You know, why don't you go ahead and clear that path in front of us? Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to cast Produce Flame uh, repeatedly 
to set as much of it on fire <laughs> We're going as from I can. Detect magic to produce All right, flame. so yeah, you're going to kill sort of a pity cantrip, but uh, instead of detect magic now, you're just going to keep producing Juicing flame. flame. Until I've got a really nice little blaze going. At the Well, they're, they're not going to catch very well because they are so soft and so thin that as the fire hits, it just flashes away almost exactly where the fire lands. It's it's probably just snapping. It's almost literally too much fire to catch any of this uh, a flame here. Um in that case, um let me see, is there any way we can make this a little I mean as long as it's not in our way. We don't have to clean the whole um, hallway. Yeah, just cut it around yeah, the outsides and make it fall. I'll try to do that. And you can fairly easily carve a path forward with your small fireballs, flinging a little bit yeah, of light just... forward and illuminating what appears to be a much larger open cavern in front of you. Similar to the first one you'd come across with the dead spiders and the acid burns throughout. Oh. But this one not punctuated by these pillars and these stalactites here, just open and wide. Really? There's no evidence of any water drip. I'm going to put my uh, the cover on my um, torch here and bring out my spider smusher hammer. Do we still have any of that antidote left? Uh, yes, yes, I have. Can, can I have one, please? We're, uh, we're thinking of getting poisoned, or I mean, here it is. If there you are it. spiders here. I would like to have something to do something with about. I suggest you set them on fire. <sighs> that was my plan. Should we take this quiet? Uh, I think okay. we've been kind of making our approach. You also have small explosions. Yeah, I mean, lights, like you can yeah. be quiet, but you have these this torch and the light spell that are just beaming throughout the cavern. And trying. Just if you get rid of those, to... nobody can see. So I mean, from what I understand about spiders, they respond mostly to vibration. They really can't see very well. So maybe if we try not to make... Have you ever seen how many eyes a spider has? And as you move a bit further forward into the cavern here... The clank of Buford's plated greaves on the floor is very quickly replaced by a <laughs> as he steps down on what appears to be a thick shag carpet of a spider web. Are oh, you serious? You're not stuck, oh. but like this chamber is completely covered. Flo floors, walls, ceiling. And these are much thicker strands. Try lighting that nope, on fire. No, 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 not doing this. Torch. I'd, I'd, I'd start, <laughs> I'd kind of give it a little bit and then shuffle forward, going through it, and like kind of kick it up. Um, I'm bringing out a <laughs> vial of oil. Moved it off the floor here. I'm bringing out a vial of oil and I'm just kind of going everywhere with it. And then I'm going to try to spark that. I. Mm. I don't think there's a lot of oxygen down here. It might not be the best idea. Uh, what? What? It's, not, huh? I, it's a I big can, cavern. There's plenty I of I can air. breathe. It's fine. Lots there's going to be lots of oxygen. Torch. <laughs> so you, with Science the... heretic. You put, <laughs> you put out one a flask of your, your lantern oil here across some of the stuff on the ground and touch a torch to it where it just bursts into flame uh, and the oil itself catches fire. But again, even with these thicker strands, the fire flashes away the webs around it but again, they're almost too flammable. The fire doesn't really seem to be able to easily spread throughout the webs of the cavern itself, and you're left just with a little burning section of oil here on the ground. Okay, I'm starting to get annoyed now. And I have something for this because our forge is cool. Boop. Fire. <laughs> hey. Hey. I love you, Arkin Forge. You have the coolest platform. So you got a little bit of just burning 
You're so good. Man, Burning, go. smoldering fire where you've lit the oil. Well, this doesn't seem to go to the right much, so I guess we better head over to the left. Yeah, can we go anywhere else that isn't here? What, left? Okay. Whatever's <laughs> not here. <laughs> this cavern does open quite wide. It does seem to pa- pass to the north. As you've turned to east at some point in this channel, and this massive, huge, just hole in the earth does extend that way. But you can see it looks like it still goes forward, but you can't see the far wall with your torches either. It may just go further forward. Oh, I can't. Not quite. Oh, okay. Well, let's just get this well, over if you step, with. If you step forward, oh, you gotcha. would be able to see that there is a smaller passageway on the other side. Oh, gotcha. And looking to your left in this big cavern, you see still the same massive interlocked carpets of web covering absolutely everything. It's not just this corner of the cave. It doesn't stop. It may be wise, actually, in the interests of perhaps uh, concealing our position uh, if we don't trod on the web too much. Uh, yeah, hitting the web is how spiders tell if something don't is worry in about their web. Minis right now, but looking up to the northern side here, you can make out some lumps in this webbing. Large masses, looking almost like cocoons. Maybe a two, two and a half feet across, five to six feet long. Mm. Two or three of them roped against the back wall. Can I just say how much I really vote for setting those on the on northern fire. side of the cavern, there are more of these stalactites and stalagmites where water seems to have come through more. The cavern slants down a bit, so that's where water would have all condensed and come down, and that end of the cavern starts to be blockaded a bit by more of these cave growths. Hmm. Well, we can either go through these tiny tunnels, or we can go over there and see what those suspicious lumps are, and I don't know, but maybe we should go through the tiny tunnels. I- vote for going through the tiny tunnels or setting those on fire. Or maybe uh, both. Esses, your expertise? Yeah, four people back in the cavern just voting and Buford just kind of out in the caves like, uh. Well, it's kind of interesting stuff to like walk through. I mean, it's got a kind of interesting. Squishy, it feels me your toes. Well, I have iron boots on. Feels but... me on your boots. <laughs> it somehow gets between the iron to your toes. <laughs> I mean, it is quite sticky. So every time you step down, you do have to kind of heave your foot up to get it out, but it's not nearly enough. It to makes a trap cool noise, and that's floor. all I care about. <laughs> At the very least, I can, if you follow my lead, perhaps I can make this quieter. Okay. All right, what if you like shoot one of those things over there? I'd rather not. Oh, okay. The less disturbed, the better, most likely. Remember the time that. I was trying to teach one of your sons how to shoot a bow and arrow, and he fired at a lump, and it turned out to be a hornet's nest. It happens all the time. I would rather not shoot one of these things and have it turn out to be a sleeping spider. Hmm. I guess better to let sleeping spiders lie, or whatever that phrase is. Do spiders sleep? I could always turn into a spider and try to talk to them in their spidery language. Just follow my lead. <laughs> I've never actually seen a sleeping spider. They're just always so, ready. what are you doing, Esvis? Stealthing now. Right, but as I follow your leader, you, I figured something was going to follow that because you are in the back at the moment. I'm going to come up and go towards the smaller tunnel. I'm just moving a little bit past Buford here. Yes. And uh, as you do make your way up near the edge of the light here, towards that further tunnel as this little bit of oil starts to fizzle and burn out, look back for a brief second at the distraction and turn around to see a spider directly in front of you, hanging down 
from a thread coming from the ceiling. In a brief moment of distraction, uh, everyone looks around and sees there are a lot of ah. coming off of the walls and down from the ceilings. Lovely. How, how lovely. Here oh they God, are. This is like a nightmare. Well, I guess you're in the wrong what spot. What do I know about spiders, I guess? So roll me some initiative. God, I hate spiders your, uh, so much. <laughs> whistle. <laughs> hey, there's some spiders. <laughs> whistle on the spiders first. Ugh. Everyone gets a plus one to initiative. Yay. Oh, thank you. Nice. I was still, and even though I was, I was going to say that I was going to start stealthing. I didn't actually roll yet, so I'm still going to perception. You, you hadn't even gotten into position right. to do it yet. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you can stealth as initiative here. If but, you want uh, to, but if not, you can do perception. What? Does he? Does he have to do stealth? For no, you can stealth. Stealthing just gives you the option to use stealth as perception. You can yeah. use stealth as perception. Okay. Right? I, well, in order for me to give everyone the plus one, I can't stealth. Oh, okay. So, yeah. you can so I'll that's just, fine. I'll just do that. Okie dokie. So, mm. buddy. Uh, thirty-two. What? <laughs> wow. Excuse me? Esmus is in danger. Brr. 25. Dalren. I got an 11. Oh, baby, you're going to go over here. Resume. <laughs> 21. What did you have, Rur? 25. Okay. And Esmus. 19. Look at the line here. Lame. And for the purposes of mm -hmm. ease, yeah. as these large spiders I'll come out. <laughs> It'll look like nearly a dozen of them. I'll just have them all go together. They're just creepy, and they appear. Have them all go together. Them. Yay! Oh, of <laughs> At least Esmus goes before that. You Buddy. can get away. Okay, I'm gonna go charging right, squish, 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 all the way up, charging right up to the one in front of Esmus. All right. And I, uh, and I, as I'm char charging, I'm like now. And bam, and just just good sound effect and everything. I'm gonna uh, try and knock it. I'm just imagining like so. It's dangling from a thread right now. Another it's... twenty. Okay. <laughs> Don't kind of touch my. What kind of knocking are we going for? Uh, a warhammer. Oh, you um... pull up. We just drop a torch on the floor. <laughs> oh no! I said I'd gotten my smash. He, spider she took smash his, and she stick. took her spider squisher out before. Oh, okay. So you, you yeah, just, I have the torch in my You hand. just run up, warhammer overhead. <laughs> Esmus defense mode activated. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's natural 20. It's going to critically hit. Okay, so, um, so D8 plus 4. So let's see here. Uh, 7. Uh, so 14. And you then... just smash this thing down <laughs> off the, the off its web where it crushes into the ground. Uh, its whole central exoskeleton destroyed. Nearly Broken in half from the force of the blow. I right, new plan, Ismus. Get out of here. Do we need tokens for these guys? Uh, I have so I have the beast Jerry box now, which lends me two spider tokens of what we're actually <laughs> fighting, and uh. then we're just gonna use other small animals. So two of them can be dogs, <laughs> and two of them can be goblin these dogs. These are the size of dogs. And do you need more? Uh, I mean, they got I mean, these boggards over here. Like, <laughs> like, I think there's some other things I can't see the angle at, so. Uh, yeah, they, I've only, the, the, the box only has two <laughs> spider tokens in it, and there's like eight of them, so... Of course. Make believe they all look like the spider token. I think that's Just it. Do a pretend. It's a barking spider. And you, and you <laughs> it's... Woof! <laughs> Rur! Oh, yeah, so what a majestic creature. I, I turn around and raise yeah. my shield. Rur. I 
am going to wait. Okay, resume. Um, I am also going to wait. No, no, I don't like that sound effect. I don't like that sound effect at all. What, the chitter chatter? <laughs> I like it. I love Siren's Cave. <laughs> you it has such cool spider noises. I hate you. You're right next to the speaker. I hate you. Ugh. Esmus. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> the player needs to needs to gain composure. Esvis is like, oh, spider. Um, <laughs> the player hears spider noises and is not okay with it. Pretty much. Um, so, following Buddy's direction, going to stride this away as far away from those things as possible. <laughs> Back over here to the cave entrance where you'd come in. Yes. Um, longbow out. Hunt prey. This spider way over here. Or this possible spider. And hunted shot, two shots. First attack. Uh, 21 armor class. 21 hits. Okay. Second shot. 10. 10 does not hit. <gasps> I would feel better if it did. Uh, eight points of damage. So eight points of damage is an arrow thuds in this spider, but these spiders are large. This, uh, just the thorax of the thing is several feet across. Its leg span really reaching far outside of the five foot square it occupies. An arrow thuds into it as it hangs from the web and like knocks it and it swings a bit because it's just dangling. Swinging like a pendulum as it descends closer and closer down to the ground to land. You're giving me anxiety. As you back away from this, letting your bow trying to make distance, you're a squish of the web on the back wall behind you. Make me a reflex save. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. 25. The 25, you immediately twist away from this before you get stuck to the cavern walls. Um, do either of you two want to step in? Not yet. No. Spiders. I'm going after the spiders. Me too. Okay. <laughs> Well, there's only before or after. Yeah, spiders. those are the so two. The two there. classes of time are before the spider and after the spiders. So, as the spiders land, they make their way towards Buford, the closest here. Whereas the ones on the southern side of the cavern skitter across their webs, heading over towards Esther's and Dolren in the front, and. Y y all right, Buford? <laughs> I'd feel better if all of you were fighting. Esphus, <laughs> uh, you're going to have each of them getting one swing as they land and have to basically do two movement actions to get over to you. What is your AC? AC 21. 21. One of them is going to get you as you dodge away from the other. And this thing's massive fangs are a danger all their own as he bites you for seven damage, not to mention the searing venom. You feel it jet not just into your veins, but almost all over you as these enormous, several-inch-long fangs punch through your armor. Maybe you fortitude save. I don't like this thing. I don't like this thing. No, sir. 19. The 19. You now poison the moment. Most of it kind of sprays out and across you, but even on your exposed skin, burns and sears. Uh bubbling a bit, not nearly like Voss's acid arrows before, but painfully. And then Buford is going to take um, a lot of spider hits. Buford, what's your AC? 24. 24, you say. Okay, so let me do quick math. What do they need to hit you? Okay, so two spiders, 
Uh, no hits. Third and fourth spider. One hit. Fifth spider. Two hits total. And then three of the spiders get a second swing. No hits. No hits. Okay. So you take a... Tanking. A total of two of these. Their fangs are large. And it's almost to their detriment. Because they have to beat through your full plate. They're too big and they're not quite strong enough to really puncture the hardened steel. So... It's really just the crushing of their jaws getting all around you as you see Buford disappear in a heap oh God. of spiders. <laughs> each, all I can see is the hat. Each easily as large as him. You are going to take four and then five damage. Okay. Nine. Four and then five? This, nine the total. two hits, yeah, so nine. Okay. And then I need a fortitude save for me. Okay, so that is a uh, 26. And another fortitude save. Uh, that is a 16. All right. Rur. I'm going to wait. And I'm going to tell... God damn it, Rur! And I'm going <laughs> to tell Buddy, get out of the middle. If I don't see you up here in five seconds! <laughs> Resume. It was then his party abandoned him. <laughs> well, Buford's clearly dead. Let's go back, guys. <laughs> Um, Resume's gonna come up. Um, can I get past Dolren? Uh, yeah, yeah. This is a ten foot cavern. You can. There's not even like a movement penalty or anything. You can walk past him for sure. Okay. Um, I want to get um those spiders. How many of those things can I get into a fifteen foot cone? Do you care about hitting yeah, Buford? including Buford? Four of them. I'm fine. Don't Four worry about is. me. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that can, Buford can do this. You can reach. Uh, you can definitely reach Oof. four of the spiders. Okay. Also Buford, but four of the. I mean, they are they are arranged into five of the six squares that your fifteen foot cone <laughs> can hit. So. And they're on the ground, right? They are all on the ground. Oh, yeah, they've all descended to uh, to attack Buford. Awesome. Um, you will hear uh, Resme shout out. Terra, Terra Inmunda, and she'll send a shockwave out through the ground all the way through the spiders. Um, so they need to make a reflex save. Do I also need to make a reflex? Yes, you do. DC 20? Uh, DC 20. Okay, two on the left. Is this to avoid damage? It's to avoid no, falling just... over and possibly taking damage if you're back. You, you get oh, your okay. full plate. Okay, I do. Well, uh, actually, is it, it's I not a blast, it is be. it? No. Okay, now that you don't get your full plate. Okay, okay. uh. One failure, one critical failure. 22. One success, one critical success. The full spectrum of human emotions across four spiders. Okay, uh, so the critical failure is going to fall prone and take 1d6 damage. Okay. So he got, and he will take four damage. Okay. Um, the regular fail is just going to um, be prone. Okay. The success is going to be flat-footed. Okay, so and two on the left are on the ground, splayed out. You can lost their 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 foot. And then they the crit foot. and lost then the critical success, nothing happens to him. But that should take three of them out of the fight, at least for the minute. Twenty-two. That was also a critical. Right, so it's a regular success. Regular success. So, so he's just flat-footed. So you are just flat-footed. Flat Goes away on your initiative. Though. Yeah. Which is good because you come before the spiders. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I figured as much. Alrighty, uh, and that brings us to Dalren. Hmm. Well, uh, 
Buddy looks like he's doing okay. He's looking like he's doing okay. However, I am... I swear to God, Delbert! <laughs> <laughs> if I don't see you over here... <laughs> I got your back. Um, yeah, thank you, Resume. So uh, uh, I'm going to uh, take refuge in my Dragon Rage because these things give me the heebie-jeebies, but with Dragon Rage active, it's significantly easier because, honestly, I just... They're vermin. You hate them. They're they just vermin. vermin. They're in perfect smashing range. Just reach out to two of them. It was very easily. convenient, actually. So, geese arm up, dragon rage, and swipe right through two of them. All right. Oh, yeah, you got swiping mode. That's super cool. All yeah, right. Yeah, Roll yeah, I hit things with it. Uh, that's a 21. 21's definitely going to hit. All right. Uh, so, that's going to be 10 lightning damage. All right. As that crackles across the, uh, the pair of them there. Uh, the lightning coursing across the hair, sticking off in their exoskeleton, frying a bunch of it off. That's, like, they're not particularly sturdy individually. It's not going to bring them down, but it won't take much more than that. Okay. And that's, uh, that's all your actions. That's all my actions. Beautiful. Okay, I'm going to uh, step back in between Resme and these spiders. Because uh -huh. um, she moved up. And, um, and then I'm just going to, like, Bring the hammer down, trying to smush another one into the ground. Well, there's here. a flat one next to you. Yeah. Um, so that is a 15. This guy who's flat footed. All right. Got it. That's yeah. perfect. That's what Prone we're power. looking for. Prone power. Prone power. Um, so that is uh, for eight damage. Uh, eight damage is going to, that's the one that took the damage to the critical failure. So it's going to bash him into the ground as he falls flat, and it's going to twitch for a moment and stop moving. And then Broken. I'm just going to put my shield up again. And, uh, and I'll step in. As you raise your shield, as Rur quickly goes to hurry forward here, you see something I would say is entirely unexpected. Um, so you're going to hop up here. You would see oh, no. what appears to be oh, no. a woman oh, no. coming out from the small passageway. Uh, wearing a very simple and very light orange robe around her. Her dark hair just kind of loose, flowing behind her. And at the edge of your torchlight here, she definitely does not look like she's from Breach Hill. <laughs> this is certainly not a local. And she rushes out, waving her hands, just yelling, Cha! Cha! Can I get my recall knowledge on spiders? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> They're spiders. Yeah. They bite you and you get poisoned. Yeah. How yeah, bad is the poison? Do I know? It's, it's kind of bad. Okay. They bait legs. So, also, Dalren, as your turn ends, make me a reflex save. Uh, that's natural a natural 20, 20 29 right, total. Well, natural 20 is all I need to hear. You're good. <laughs> Do I see this person? I like. It's too, it's too dark for me to see where they are. Uh, I don't have a here. token for her because I'm not smart. Okay, yeah. Uh, she is at the far end, just coming out of the tunnel, waving her hands, uh, walking completely barefoot through these webs, completely unbothered. She isn't, like, this waving and shouting does not seem to be an incantation of any sort. She's yelling something, you don't understand, do you? Or at least vaguely in the direction of everybody in the cavern. <clears throat> so, it's Rur, no, stepped in. Oh, Rur. Yeah, okay, so this pops in. I'm still going to do what I was going to do because I don't know what this is. So I'm going to move over to behind Buddy. And I'm going to blast a burning hand 
across the side of them. Okay, hit, so the hitting, two that are further further back. Hitting these two and this one. And Buford? No. Like aiming it right here beside me and putting it out this way. You gotta way. hit two or the other two. So yeah, can, I think you if can, you want to hit these, you can hit the two northern hit ones, or you can hit three of them and also Buford. Thing go. You can... Would, are you walking up past Buford? Like, are you a tile higher than I think you are? I thought I was. I, I mean, mean, do you want to be here? Yeah. I thought that was my full 25-foot oh, move. That's not behind Buford. I'm just just move your token where you want to go, and I can put it there on the screen. Yeah, so I'm blasting okay. it straight so you across. Can, you can hit three of them, okay. And that I need three d6. And they all need to make reflex saves. Uh, they're all unharmed so far, so we're gonna have one success, one failure, one success, two successes and a failure. All right, nine damage. Nine damage uh, is. These are all unharmed so far. Uh, but again, this fire is going to blow across them. And uh, much like his lightning seared across the first two spiders, it's going to ignite a lot of the thick matted hair growing out of these, burning them for a moment, filling the cavern with light. As the woman shakes her head and again just yells out, Cha! Umnangi! Cha! Esphus. Uh, uh, can I do a action for perception to see if she's like trying to intonate to us to like stop? Uh, sure. Because I don't understand the language she's sure. speaking. So, we'll see if we can puzzle this out here. <laughs> you have no idea what Four, this crazy just, lady in the spider cave is yelling. Just a fourteen. <laughs> She's, I mean, she's clearly trying to express something, but again, you don't understand the language. But with a 14, you can see she yelled at Bird because he cast something and it was close to her and it was fire, but she doesn't seem to be yelling at you. She's yelling at the spiders. What? Like, Espus just actually does. He, like, puts his, <laughs> he, he has an arrow knocked on his bow and I just puts his head and tilts it to the, What? Huh. I'll hold. And uh, you hold, and the spiders before you here actually stop. They skitter back away from you, hurt, and back across the cave and up the walls, whereas the ones that have been ignited by rear spell here now just kind of scatter off at the distance. Two of them running back past this strange woman into the cavern behind her. She just moves aside, letting them both go. She just hears a big sigh. Oh. Umgani. So are we playing this that I got it or that I don't That's get it? That's up to you. Uh. Mina Usizo Wena. Uh. And buddy. That's what kind of smells. Renali. Hey. Uh -huh. points to herself. Her name is Renali. Seems to be working out well. Resume will go in Mwangi. I think there has been a misunderstanding. Were those spiders your friends? It's kind of halting. She would look at you very confused. And uh, you could tell she was, uh, when she came out, she said she was, she was saying, she was yelling, no, no, stop. And uh, now she said, friend, I will help you. And then he's a buddy, and she said, Manali, and that's her name. She looks at you and 
Wongi return, uh, returns. Who are you? I do not recognize, but... Do you speak Mongi? Um, yes, I, uh... I was partly raised by uh, the druids, and I've spent some time in Mwangi. She's speaking Mwangi at this lady as she's just replying. These creatures, they are not friends, but they understand. We speak the common tongue. My people have empathy with them. You have a mutual understanding. Yes, exactly. You're... She's just kind of shouting across a, a cave here, but she's coming closer as the spiders have all scattered. The rest of you are just hearing more Mwangi exchanges. She has apparently, after the events of Citadel Altarian, taken the time to learn it. So... Do you think this is okay? We're, we're not fighting right now? Um, evil. no. Uh, she... She can speak a language that the spiders understand, and they have a kind of a mutual non-aggression pact. Huh, with spiders. Well, if you live among something, you have to have some sort of arrangement if you don't want to wipe each other out. Has anything made sense for the last month, Dalren? Oh, that's a good point. This is kind of a small artifact, just looking back and forth with no real understanding uh, of what you guys are saying. She'll switch back uh, into Mwangi. Uh, my friends were just curious uh, how you managed to uh, become acquaintances with the spiders. Just trust that it is something that I can do. Okay. I can accept that. I help you with spiders. They mean no harm. They are hungry and scared. I can you relate. help me with cinder claws? Uh, sure. We would all understand that word. <laughs> you would all understand cinder claws. She'll uh, look back up at you guys and go, killing cinder claws. And well, they're not all bad, you know. Yes, with, they are. They're all very bad. With How that, do we know that, I feel is a good place to end our uh, session for this week. But I don't want to go. We have met Renali, who can talk to spiders, <laughs> and is also here. And also does not like the center clause. <laughs> Further questions. <laughs> so we are just continuing to pile up, not really coming any closer to, I would say, learning anything about anything that has happened here with Alcetta's ring. But soon, certainly, coming closer to answers. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for hanging out. I know we've got a little over our normal time here, but I wanted to end this. I wanted to get this to Renali. So that we had a good question for what the hell is happening next week. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why are you here? here? Why do you talk to spiders? <laughs> I'm gonna like turn into like Tyrannus yeah, next you're gonna session. Do Tyrannus. What, what are you, are you doing? doing? <laughs> <laughs>